Welcome to Off the Board. In this podcast, professional cornhole players AJ Sims and Jaime Sanchez take a break from the game to discuss current events and their insights as players. But the best part is the interactions with friends and fans through phone calls and the comments on the live feed. Off the Board is brought to you by Buffalo Boards, your source for premium cornhole equipment. All right, guys, welcome Buffalo Nation. Here we are, Off the Board Podcast, Season 2, Episode 1. Uh, thanks, you guys, for joining in. Looks like we've got 16 viewers. Um, I know it's been a while since we've done this, so it's good to be back here in front of me. This guy needs no introductions. We have one of the Texas GOATs, Mr. AJ Sims. What's up? Let's get it. AJ, thanks a lot for joining us. Yes, sir. Here to my left, we have Mr. Anthony Keithley. What up? Taking a little West break Coast, from Best making Coast. all the orders and boards. <laughs> And here, our, our guest speaker today, we got Wes Durham from... Uh, east Side of Houston. East Side of Houston, yeah. I was thinking of the uh, Cornhole Organization. <laughs> oh, BCB, Bay City Baggers. Yeah. Thanks for having me here, guys. No problem. Uh, Wes, uh, how long have you been playing Cornhole? Uh, nine months, competitive, like tournaments. Nine you know, months? Three, four times a week at least. AJ, nine months, you were already a pro level by then, huh? Hey, man, nine months. <laughs> hey, so, hey, <laughs> hey, so, man, like six months, you know, but it was a lot of hard work, man, so, like... Hey, so 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 what gets you in the cornhole, man? Like what? So I came from competitive sports. I bowled at U of H. So really, just the competitive drive that I have is what made me want to just get out there. And then the inclusiveness of the community just it really got me addicted. Like I come out, was kind of intimidated at first, but everybody is just so welcoming, and just the community just really just comes together to help each other out. And you get to compete, try to knock each other's heads off playing right. cornhole. Like I, I love it. <laughs> What uh, organ? What corner organization? Job I represent? play with the uh, Bayou City Baggers. Bayou City Baggers, yeah. and that's Mitch, correct? Mitch, Mitch. and Chase Foster. You be, you played out there, AJ, before? Take a trip down there to Crosby yet? Hey, no, I haven't been to Crosby yet, but I've been wanting to get out there. So you never know, might try to be able to do something out there. Anthony, you you ain't played out there yet, have you? Mm-mm. I'm still trying to learn this whole Texas thing. Oh, you guys got a lot of leagues here. Well, we got Tuesday night leagues. Y'all need to come out and see us some night. Hey, oh. speaking of Texas, man, like, so. How long have each and every one of y'all been playing cornhole? Because, like, cornhole is so big now that you're running into people that have been playing for a month and are already good. Yeah. So, like, at what point did you get good at cornhole? I got – I mean, I've been playing almost three years. I mean, I started like everybody else in the backyard, just kind of a social thing, playing with busted busted rules on 21 and all that. So, competitive with, like, the main rules, ACL rules, like no bust and, like, all the rules – Maybe going on about two and a half years that I've been playing competitively cornhole. So, I mean, I didn't realize when I first got in it, there was I had no idea that this was actually a thing. Man, everybody says that. Right. Everybody says that they don't realize it's a big thing. Like, even when I tell people right now, like, I'm a pro. There's pro, pro? for this? Like, <laughs> hey, hey, it's, hey, it's always fun. Like, we go on the trips, and I'll get it, like, to the Uber driver, and they're like, so, I can tell you got an accent. Where are you from? And I'm like, Texas. Oh, what brings you all the way out here from Texas? You know, we're in Utah. What brings you out here? Uh, professional cornhole. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> what is professional cornhole? Then we have to go through the same speech. You mean that backyard game? The, the, the backyard game. And Wait, you came all the way out here to play cornhole? Yeah, professionally, you know, ESPN, you know, and all that stuff. Try explaining to people yeah. that you moved from Reno, Nevada to Texas for cornhole. Right. That's, that's an interesting story. Oh, man. <laughs> 
No, no, the famous phrase is when you play cornhole game, people are like, dude, what's cornhole? And the phrase you got to tell them is beanbag toss. Right. Yep. You say beanbag toss, they're like, oh, yeah, that, that's what it was. Hey, but when that's you, what it is. When you say beanbag toss, it makes it seem so soft. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> For sure. you know, it's like I'm at a carnival or something, and I'm about to toss a bag into a little bucket or something to get a stuffed animal. Like, that's what, when I say beanbag toss, that's what I feel, you know what I'm saying? Mm. But we all know that cornhole isn't a game, man. It's a way of life. So, uh, Anthony, let me ask you this question. Um, what is the first time in cornhole you played against somebody? Who's that person that just you knew you had to get better when you played them if you wanted to be able to compete? Uh, so, back in Nevada, we only had one league. Um, so, there was a gentleman there. He ran the only league. Um, dude was lights out, but he, he was the GOAT. He was the GOAT of Nevada. Everybody knew him in California, you know, so... Once I beat him, I knew, like, there was no competition left in Nevada that I could start traveling out of state to start playing. So that's, that was the point where I was like, all right, I could start actually playing for real. And I started buying bags and the addiction. <laughs> the addiction got real. That's when right? I started my own league, yep. Battleborn Cornhole? Battleborn Cornhole. Hey, Wes, same question for you. Like, the first person you saw that just, you knew that once you saw them play, Oh, man, I want to get to that level, or hey, I want to beat them. Who was that? It really wasn't even a person. It was I went to the Poor Under Houston tournament. I showed up with my backpack with, you know, two sets of bags <laughs> in it. Everybody's getting out with, like, cornhole backpacks, zookas, jerseys. I was like, oh, what did I get myself into? <laughs> went in there. I think I went 0-2, got smoked, and I was just like, back to the lab. Time to get better because I don't, I don't want to do that again. Right. But it's just that, that was probably my eye-opening moment. It was just like, oh, it's a whole culture. Right. Absolutely. So did that change your whole uh, perspective on the game? So that, do you consider yourself uh, just a whole for whole person, or do you like to uh, I, I dirty, dirty. dirty the board? I play dirty. You play dirty. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I like to play dirty. Because, I mean, it's hard to go hole for hole with, like you for say. It's, it's hard to do. But if I throw some stuff out there and make you change your shot or throw air mills, which you're very good at, like, my chances improve. Right. Yeah. So. It's crazy you say that, man. That's one thing that, I mean, I remember when we first started, we used to pick, uh, I, me personally, I used to pick AJ's head all the time about how to do that. And I remember one thing, that's one thing he told me that something that little as far as changing somebody's directory or give them something different to look at would just kind of mess their game up and just give you the little edge you need to be successful and to beat them in any game going forward. So, I mean, I mean, that's one of the first things that you've always told me that right. I always say. And I mean, sometimes when me and Anthony uh, sit here in practice, I'll, I mean, I'll tell him the same thing. I'll tell him just, he was like, dude, why are you blocking? I was like, well, I just want to give you something different, man. Absolutely, just, absolutely. Just something different to look at, just trying to get that edge, which I guess Anthony don't need that edge. No, right? you don't. You <laughs> don't. <laughs> all, right, so, all right, so look, hey, I asked them two the question. I'm going to ask you. I want, I want everybody on the table to answer that question. So who's the first person or the first time or the first moment that you realized, hey, I got to get better? Or I want to get to that level. What was that moment? Who was that person? That person, that moment was one of the first times that we went to your neck of the woods in uh, College Station. Can't remember the name of the bar. Four, uh, down, four downs. Four downs. Yeah. Yep. So one of the first times I played Josh Gross, and I knew who I knew who he was. I knew uh, that he was one of the best pl players in Texas, up and coming. Other than like you mean Eddie. This is before even like KB came up to the thing. I mean, it was all Josh Eddie. So coming up to him, playing him is just like okay, well. What am I? What can I do? Mm -hmm. I thought, okay, we slide in the hole. I was, I was doing okay. I was doing all right. Like, like Wes said. I mean, that was that's my game. Once I played him, dude, he, it was just like totally different, right. totally different, totally mindset. And I realized that 
And there's a lot more than this game and it just kind of just slide in the hole. Right. There's a lot more uh, just kind of strategies, uh, things that you could do to help you better, things you could do to gain advantage over your opponent. But, yeah, I would say playing Josh for the first time at fours downs. And I think I was maybe like three months in playing him. He did beat me. I think at one time he made like, I want to say it was like 24, 28 bags in a row. So, and that was another thing. It's like, dude, I was lucky just to make four bags in a row. <laughs> this guy was Josh making really 28. a beast, though. He's a beast. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Hey, and, and, and look, hey, trust me, because that's where I came up at. You know, Josh was a beast, and you know what I'm saying, is a beast still. But 28, 32 in a row, I mean, nobody was touching Josh in Texas at all. Yeah. Oh, no. Like, it wasn't even close. Like, so around that time when you came out, he was, I mean, he was, he was the guy. Like, and I played him every day, and I'm talking about that was, you know. So I could easily say for me that could have been him because we pushed each other every single day. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to make it, you know, interesting and go, like, more on a national level because we were already doing great in Texas. Right. You know, we were already kind of winning in Texas. We had a work ethic that was crazy. I'm talking about two hours every single day playing. And we were winning stuff in Texas, like, you know, I'm, you know pretty easy. Uh, people were playing. Like, it's not where it is now. Like, I'm, you know, it's. Texas right now, Cornhole, Southwest Conferences. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's I can name 20 people right now that are elite, but back when we came in, it wasn't like that. Yeah. There's a few people doing stuff, but we were pretty much winning in Texas. So the very first national, I went to Vegas, and I played against Frank Modlin. Oh, and I had, <laughs> Man, and I had just won a signature series in Texas. And Frank, you know, pays attention to all Cornhole, so mm-hmm. even though we weren't traveling nationally, he knew who I was. So that alone, like I'm watching people on YouTube who know my name and know what to expect. And of course, like the Texas guys that was owning the league, they were calling Frank like, oh, Frank, you better watch out for my guy or whatever. Right. So I get to Frank this very first game and I'm ready. I just want a signature series in Texas. So, Frank, you better watch out for me. Needless to say, the score that first game, my very first national tournament was 21 to 2. My very first game. I didn't know what to do. I didn't. Exp- I hadn't experienced that type of whooping. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. uh, I expected to come out here and, and, and you know, I'm kind of dominate. Oh, man, yeah. and you know what he said? Like after <laughs> Frank's the most. If you know Frank, yeah, man, I played Frank. Frank. Hey, Frank's the most. You know, humble guy, respectful, an amazing guy. Now he ain't gonna beat me twenty one two now. You know, but back then, you know. <laughs> so hey, so he beat me twenty one two, and you know what he said to me? Hey, man. I know you're better than that. And, man, I'm talking about that feeling that just – and he meant it so respectful, but at the same time – Hit you in the gut. Oh, man, I'm talking about hit me in the gut to where I was like, I am better than that. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, <laughs> hey, so it made me go back and put it in work, and it made me go back, you know what I'm saying? And I think that that moment is responsible for the player I am today. But that's why I wanted to ask each person a question. Like, who was that person? Who was that moment that you realized that – Cornhole is serious, and I have to do a little bit more than what I've been doing mm-hmm. to get there. Uh, right. Yeah. So, um. But yeah, man. So, like, what y'all got going on, man? As far as like, what's next? Like, what's what 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 cornhole tournament you got next? Uh, Anthony, when's the next time you're gonna be playing in a tournament? Uh, we're going to Corpus Christi this weekend. Yeah. So that should be fun. Um, I'll probably just set up the booth, run the booth, let him do his <laughs> professional thing. You know. Yeah. You know, Anthony does all the selling, dude. This his his famous motto is, "I can sell anything." 
Oh yeah, yeah. I can't throw anything, but I can sell <laughs> anything. Yeah, I can tell you. I can yeah. tell you what bag's good for you, but that's it. I can't tell you how to throw it. Man, how, many, how many times you sold your dad's boards up here already? Uh, I think we're on the third or fourth set. <laughs> oh man, you sell your dad's boards up here. I made him a custom set of boards for uh, Christmas. Yeah, and I've already sold it like three or four times because I haven't dro- drove back home yet. So I want to like hand deliver them. That's I mean, special. But I mean, I'll sell anything, man. I mean, we already know though. It's wood, it's wood gold around here, <laughs> yeah, man. Like it is. this stuff that in Buffalo people want it, man. You know, uh, uh, so Wes, man, what 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 attracted you to Buffalo, man? Just curious. So, Raul actually put some ambushes in my hands. It was like the first like serious bags that I had, and back then I kind of had a high throw, and it worked for me. And I got some Buffalo boards and just compared to what else I played on, I'm like, oh, this this is different. Like, right. this, it just sounds different when the bag hits a buffalo board. Right. And, uh, you know, as I kind of progressed, like, and my throw got stronger, it kind of went to a slower bag away from the ambushes, and I've tried out everything in the buffalo line, really kind of settled on, like, conflicts and fallouts, like my bread and butter. Um, but really just the quality, man. Like I said, it makes a different sound when the bag hits the board. Like, ain't nothing like it. When you mentioned earlier, uh, we talked before we started this, all this, uh, you said that all your blind draw partners already know that you're, they're going to throw buffalo yeah, bags. They just come up, they're like, oh, which fallouts are we throwing? <laughs> so you ever had a person or, I guess, a, a partner where they try to convince you or get you to throw another set of back? Yeah, but, I mean, I just lean back on, like, I'll show you my podiums. I would yeah. say 95% of them I'm holding the fallout. So I mean, if you guys want a chance to win, let's throw these bags. Like, we already know to put aside. Anytime we come out with a new color, uh, we'll just set aside so for you. I just need, like, just send them to me. Just charge my card, man. All right, so you brought up blind draw, so that's interesting. So you said that every blind draw person is going to throw, you know, buffalo bags. So let me ask you this, Jaime. How do you choose what bags you throw in a blind draw? Especially for you guys, that's a good question. Me, I mean, obviously, like you said, I mean, obviously, AJ, you know, I mean, everybody that uh, knows how I play, I'm a fast back thrower. So that's one thing that I would say. I mean, if you give me the option, I would say if you got a fast bag, I can, I can throw it. If you got a carpet bag and you want to throw a carpet, I'm going to tell you right now, if the boards are fast, then maybe I can try to work with it. But if the boards are slow, it's going to be a long two games for us. <laughs> I'll tell you that right now, man. So, I mean, that's that's the first thing that I do. I ask them, what type of bags you throw? Um, man, my one of my answers, and Anthony knows when I get the blind draw, I'll ask somebody. I mean, even you, AJ, you have, you have I'm pretty sure you have a strong side. When I, I, I The one thing that I hate when it comes to a blind draw, and I ask, hey, what side you throw and you tell me oh i can throw both sides and i say well okay well fine you probably can't throw both sides but what's your strongest side oh both sides are my strongest side dude i hate <laughs> that man because even you know you got a strong side right i have a strong side anthony have a strong side Wes mm-hmm. has a strong side so i already know when i get that when i get that response man it's gonna be a long day or we're gonna just throw my bags in if you can throw both sides and off the board and on the board is your strong side then you should be able to throw in your bags i think when people say that though that's that's that way of being nice. Yeah. Because what they're saying is, either side I throw from is better than the side you can throw from. <laughs> so if we gonna win this thing, we need you to be on your strong side. And I'll and, and I'll be honest, I do that sometimes too. Right. It's like when somebody asks me what side we throw on, because I do know I have a stronger side. But what's the point of me th- throwing on my stronger side if your side that I throw on is weaker? Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? So, like, to me, I know that I could throw 10s and 12s on either side. So, I need you to tell me if you have a true, you know, negative on which side you throw on. Okay. Are you a big believer in 
Because going into the blind draws, when we first started playing, players like, you know, like Mo and Krista Cannon, the, one, the people that taught us how to play, Chris Patino, Veronica, and all them that taught us how to play, they, would always to- they were always telling us that when you go to the blind draw, you want, to, you want the weaker player to throw their bags. Mm-hmm. Do you believe that? Or do you feel, how do you feel about that? So I feel the opposite about that myself personally is because, again, the weaker player, let's just be honest, they, if, it depends on what level you're on. If you're right. throwing where they're a C player or lower or competitive or type Anthony's player, yeah. they're going <laughs> to... I accept my roles. Hey, hey they're going to throw eights regardless of what you give them. Yeah. But if you have a top player that has to throw a bag that they cannot throw, now those 10s and 12s you need from them will also be eights. So now you mm-hmm. have two players throwing eights. There's, that's a recipe for disaster already. I, so I, I agree with that. Like I feel that's that's probably the most true way to put it. Oh yeah, Wes. Did you feel like playing blind draws? Um, did that make you a better player, cornhole player overall? It made me be able to take something away from losses. Where like I hate to lose, right? But I don't get upset about it. Now. I'm like, there's something I could have done better. Even if I feel like it was lost on the other side, like there's something I could have done different. Could have done better. I should have hyped my my partner up more. Like, yeah. But as I play more and more, like, I tend to lean towards singles or BYOPs. Like, and, you know, blind draws are fun. I just go for practice now. Like, you know, I don't really let it affect my day, you know. Well, yeah, it makes sense. I mean, because I was always like that. I mean, every, like, you, like you mentioned, depending on the level of partner that I get, I mean, I would always tell them, partners, hey, just put four on the board. Mm-hmm. You put four on the board. Let I me do, Let me do the rest. And if we lose, it'll be on me. I can yeah. tell you right now, I don't know where you playing at that you can put four on the board. Yeah. But right now... Not in Texas. That ain't going to happen. No, I mean, well, yeah. I mean, it, right. yeah, I know in the past that yeah. if you give me somebody, depending on the level you are, but hey, four on the board right now, I mean, this, this is the best cornhole generation I've ever seen, no matter what. Uh, like I said, Raul posted the other day where he threw like a 10-4-3 and lost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Like, that's that's crazy. Crazy. That's crazy. I mean, just to think that, you know, Caleb Batson has posted uh, 11 something in a shootout. And lost. Yeah, what was that post? Um, I think when Trey Hunt posted, they played Matt Guy. I think he threw almost an 11. I think he threw, it was like a 10 7, 10 8, yep. uh, almost 11. Yep. But I mean, obviously, Matt Guy averaged like 11 4, and, still, and he still lost. And man. you want to know who the beneficiary was of that? That was me. Because Trey Hunt, I had to play him the next game. And he was he was exhausted. Yeah, mm. I mean, so I ended up beating him because he was tired. I'm not saying I I'm not saying I wouldn't have beat him straight up, but right. at the end of the day, those games are, I mean, they're exhausting. They're dueling because you're playing 40, 50 rounds. Like I mean, you're throwing 160 bags. Right. You know, mm. I mean, some crazy numbers sometimes. And you have to stay focused that whole time too. Yeah. There is no there is no break. No break at all. Oh, yeah. It was like on the broadcast. I think Trey uh, had mentioned during when Tony Smith was playing. I guess he was playing. I think he had played Shine Renner. I don't mm-hmm. know if it was doubles or singles. And I think he said he, he made like 35 in a row. Yep. 35 out of 36 and didn't score a point at all. That whole, uh, to that whole span. That's crazy. Yep. So, I mean, that was crazy. And, I mean, look at look what Mark Richards did this past weekend. Man. I mean, that dude's insane. He 36 did. in a row. Perfect Championship. Perfect ESPN, game. man. Biggest stage. I mean, biggest stage, Perfect yeah. game. It's just. That and you look crazy. at him, I mean, I was watching, you look at him, he didn't look nervous at all, man. Nah, he didn't no. look like... He was in the zone. Yeah. But it's like he believes that he's supposed to be there because he put in the work. He knows. Right. So mm-hmm. that's really and I saw somebody see. posted something from him in 2020 where he was practicing, and he was like, man, uh, do you see those guys on ESPN? Like, I just want to be able to play with them one day. And somebody posted that. 
Yeah. And now you see him that set the record for ESPN. I, I mean, that that's fire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, I will say this. He did only shoot one airmail. Yeah. You yeah. know, to me, a guy as hot like that, you got <laughs> to you change yeah. your game. Man, well, you got to shoot more airmail. Yeah, and it goes back to what Anthony was saying. Like, what you, what you I mean, the lesson that I take, like, you got to let him see something different. Show yeah. him something different. Either make him step out, get him off that, I guess, that routine that he has, stepping up to the board in the same spot. Like, throw him from a different spot and all that. So, I mean... That was, but I mean, he did, he did hit the airmail, but to me, like that, that, that just goes back to strategy. If you hit 20 bags in a row on me, yeah, and I could see you, we all know that player that once they get in the groove, you could just see it, and it's like they're throwing a penny in a mm-hmm. like a five gallon bucket, like <laughs> it's just easy. Yeah, you got to change something up, speed, you got to change the block up, you got to change the timing up. So, I mean, not not to knock anything that he did because what he did was amazing. Oh yeah, absolutely. you know what I'm saying. And hats off to him and respect to him and Phil Lopez for being rookies and being able to do that. But I think you got to change it up. You 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 have to change that moment up, and you got to sell out to whatever the change is up. Yeah, you know, yeah, you don't. You're just chasing the whole time, which then that kind of puts more pressure on you. Like you know. Yeah, you got to keep up with them. You got to yeah. keep up. You can't no. miss a bag. Yeah, you want to keep up with a guy bag. that's not missing. I mean, that's already like, two that's points. Hard to do. Four points. I mean, a block is harder than, than than throwing it in a hole too. So who's to not say that they weren't trying to block? Yeah, exactly. You know, but the Hollands are synonymous with airmails. Like, so to me, that would have been a strategy yeah, from the jump to challenge you know, them in that way. I mean, they're known to shoot airmails and shoot them early and often just as often as McGuffin, mm-hmm. you know. So when it's a slide game, I think. Go to you, your strong suit. Yeah, you go. You got to gotta try to switch that up. Now, they were there. They made it there, you know. Uh, so whatever worked, you know. They, had they made it him. there on the back of a perfect game, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, because Josh, Josh did a perfect in a row game to in the semifinals yeah, to get there. The semis. And yeah. I think that's what it takes now. Yeah. That's, what, that's <laughs> a perfect game to get in the championship and lose to the game. That's what it game. takes. I remember, I remember the old saying right now, like, tens don't win. Like you, 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 everybody's heard that tens don't win. No, tens don't win, yeah. But sometimes elevens don't win. Mm-mm. That's crazy. You know, so like yeah. sometimes you throw eleven point oh, you don't win. Yeah. You know, sometimes you throw in twelves and you only washing. Sometimes you throw twenty in a row and you sh- and you're still zero zero. Oh, man, that's tough. I mean, so I mean, you would think you throw twenty in a row, I'm gonna score a couple points. You're gonna be up a couple points, but and that could be like demoralizing at the same time. Yeah. And that can get you off your game. That man, I just threw twenty in a row against against this person. And I'm still zero zero, and we're in round twenty. So right. that means we're gonna have a forty round game, and it could possibly be still be five zero, right? Or you mean ten zero, whatever. So, so I got a question for you two. So those battles that you're in, where you know you might be throwing eleven on a twelve, and you, you lose, well, you threw great. Like that battle takes up so much of your focus and energy, and then sometimes you got to go right into another match, mm-hmm. like. How do you reset? Because that's where I see that I struggle. Like, if I put it all out there and I lose a match and then I go jump right into another one, that person gets let off the hook majorly. Like, it usually takes me five rounds to click back in. And I'm like, I just you need I need to take some time, I feel like, and just kind of reset, even if it's just five minutes. Right. AJ, I'll let you answer that first. All right, so, so, so that's a very good point, right? It's because we work our butts off sometimes and I'll just do it in perspective between nationals. We probably got six to seven weeks between nationals. Well, we're working seven weeks. We're working seven weeks to not lose two times. Right? Mm. So when we get there and we get that first loss, it's easy to say just put it behind you. Now of course that's the strong professional thing to do. And a lot of times you can do, but sometimes you can't. So that's why, you know, I would always give myself, hey, I'm gonna go to the restroom. I'm gonna do two down and backs. 
I'm going to drink some water no matter what happens between each game, wins or losses, because now I'm repeating the same cycle, everything. But guess what? The, what I always tell myself, too, is you know what's worse than one loss? Two. Yeah. And so if you're sitting there focusing on that first loss, you might as well just go ahead and hand that second loss away. You got to respect the game, respect the moment, and respect each one of your opponents. I just lost to somebody. This is a fresh start. This is a fresh game. And my biggest tournament ever, I came from the loser's bracket to double dip in the championship bracket at a national at, at Cobbs in 2020. So just understand that I still have a chance. You could play like that. one. It's not single elimination. So, like, for me, I just continue to do the same repetitions over and over, and I make sure that I respect <clears throat> the game enough to know that this game doesn't equate to my last game. Yeah. I have, um, and people that know me and that ask me, like, uh, advice or whatever, my famous uh, quote that I like to tell everybody is, I mean, short memory. That was one thing that, I mean, A.J., Josh, and, like, Eddie and all the big top Texas players that I used to pick their brain, I mean, they would say, you got to have a short memory. Again, like A.J. mentioned, it's easier said than done. I mean, it's easier to get mad, to be upset, and it's like, oh, dude, I can't do it. Mm -hmm. Um, So short memory and then... One thing that, again, I take off AJ's, he's told me that um, here recently, just like when you throw each bag, it's just you got to worry about making this one bag, not making four bags, not making 16 to top this guy or not. I got to get a five spot to just tie with this guy. Going into it each game, each bag, make this bag. This bag is a bag that counts because one bag at a time, one bag at a time, because I can't make two bags or three bags if I don't make this bag. You know what I'm saying? So it's always going to be, okay, well, I'll just start my streak one bag. So it's just making this one bag, having a short memory. And another thing that I like to tell people, and like I always told her, just weather the storm. I mean, if they make 20 in a row, hey, I mean, you got to weather it. Even if you make 16 in a row, you'll be down 8-0, but at the same time, you're weathering. But if you get down and you start chasing, like what we, what we, what we like to call it, chasing points, then, I mean, you're going to find your way. You're going to find yourself down 20 to 10 20 to 9 and then you know what i mean like i said there that's no weathering i mean once you get to 20 it's pretty much like not saying that you can't come back but your chances of coming back to like somebody like him yeah. you're gonna get maybe playing against aj which i know personally you're gonna get maybe maybe two three rounds of score if you don't take you don't capitalize on that he's not gonna give you anymore so i mean just short memory and weather the storm are two things that i like to go into the game or a tournament and just trying to like think about and just kind of let that sink in and just take every game every throw in that by that perspective awesome that's super helpful all right so um so guys i'm gonna go around the table again and ask another question so who uh what sports do y'all like other than anthony what's your favorite sport hockey did, I know you ever, it, did you ever play hockey? I never played hockey. I grew up in Nevada, so we don't have hockey in Nevada. Like, it's not a heard of thing. But I grew up playing football and all that kind of stuff. But I love hockey. It's brutal. It's it's just it's nonstop the whole time. And like, I know it's gonna sound weird, but it's kind of like cornhole. I mean, there's always something going on the whole time. Right. So I like that. Like, we went to a baseball game the other day, dude. I, f- I almost fell asleep. Like, it was so <laughs> slow and boring. Like, I can't watch baseball. I feel like baseball can be boring sometimes. Yeah. I have to agree. So, so I love a hockey game. So who's your favorite hockey player? Ryan Reeves. Ryan Reeves? Ryan Reeves. Of all time? 
not of all time. Um, but dude, that dude's he's a, he's a fighter. Like he he takes boxing lessons because that's what he he's the big dude. Like he just knocks people so out. In other words, like he's the Happy Gilmore of uh, hockey. Exactly. Dude, right? Exactly. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right, uh, Wes. Wes, what's your favorite sport? I would say it's probably a tie between football and hockey. Like, I grew up just – my family's from the East Coast, so, you know, Philly, you know, the Eagles in, ho- in uh, football, and then the Flyers in hockey. Like, I just – so living here – You the Eagles. Uh, <laughs> See the Philly – oh, yeah. Bro, you uh, was doing so good. You got to – Hey, you were doing – Hey, you were doing so good, man. Hey, you were doing so good, and you said Eagles. At least it's not the Redskins or the Giants. All right, who's your favorite football player of all time? Man. Favorite football player? It's not Troy Aikman. Oh, sorry. To- Who's your favorite football player right <laughs> now? Then next question. Uh, I would say of all time, like just in my generation, I just enjoyed watching Lashawn McCoy, like Shady, Shady, like, Shady McCoy. Dude was just some serious man. Okay. All right, Jaime. Mm-hmm. Same question. Uh, other sport. I mean, I grew up playing other sport. My favorite sport would probably be baseball. If it's okay. cornhole. But, uh, I mean, I grew up uh, mainly playing baseball, basketball. Um, I've always been a hometown fan. Uh, the only one team that I root for that's not Houston is come basketball. I'm a big Duke fan. Everybody that knows me knows that I'm all about Duke. About um, Duke basketball. Who's your favorite Duke? Who's your favorite Duke Dukey basketball Duke, player? Dukey player. <laughs> yeah. Favorite Dukey player is going to be JJ Redick, man. JJ Redick of yeah. all time. Yeah, of all time. Cool. Over Jason Dukey. Williams. Oh yeah. Over Shane Battier. I mean, I Mike res- Dunleavy. Mike. I respect all of them. I respect. Um, Big, uh, God, what's the name of Big Shot? Um, Christian Leifner. I mean, I oh, think yeah. all them, Bobby Hurley. That's where I first started liking them in the early 90s when they when they were in. But, dude, once I saw J.J. playing, I mean, he changed the game tremendously. He reminds mm-hmm. me of, like, Steph Curry the way he does now. Everybody wants to shoot threes like Steph Curry. Yeah. I think J.J. Reddick in college, dude, man, that dude was insane shooting the ball and just kind of requiring all the attention. So, I mean, seeing him in person here and uh, hearing when they played in Houston – I've been to Durham before Coach K left, so that was like one of my buckets list, man. They, I'll never forget. Too bad they lost that game, so man, I'm gonna real. have to go. I'm have to go back and try to uh, try to see a win in uh, their Coach K. Coach K K's gone, man. Yeah. Hey, he's still around, man. He's still around. Okay. Coach I, K Court. Okay. All right. So you said Ryan Reeves. I'm gonna tell you my favorite athlete right now is LeBron James. I know that's a cliche answer, but I followed him from Lower Mary. You know, just. Not lower Mary. That's at the wrong school. I fired from Kobe, huh? Yeah. Kobe, right? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I was thinking. I was thinking about Kobe for my next question. Hey, and Carmelo, too, man. He's hey, hey same yeah. But anyway, LeBron James, my favorite player. Uh, so the reason I asked that question is because I want to ask you right now. Is this a cornhole show? You know, a sh- uh, uh, show about cornhole, cornhole players. So who's your Ryan Reeves of cornhole right now, in the in the pro division? Ah, oh, in the pro division. So I'm gonna go West Coast. Uh, my my boy, light skin. Corey, Corey Gilbert, yeah, Corey Gilbert dude. Gilbert. Like, dude, good, good. I good dude, man. He's a great dude, yeah. and I love the performance that he put on. Like he he gave like a personal appearance out there. Like he he showed himself. Like right. he didn't put on a TV show. He didn't like put in headphones, and he was all silent. He was himself on the live broadcast on ESPN. Mm-hmm. Like I love seeing that because I feel like. I hate watching a game when everybody's just got their headphones in and you don't get any personality right, with the game. Right, right. So I think it, it gets very, it, it gets boring. Right. Whereas he, like, he was making jokes, he was making everybody laugh. Like, his personality came out, and I love that. So he, so to me, you, Ryan Reeves, do you, Ryan Reeves your favorite player, but do you, who is the best hockey player, you think? Oh, 
Well, you got to go Gretzky. I mean, you can't go wrong with Gretzky. Okay. All right. So who's, who's your Gretzky of Cornhole? Oh, Gretzky of Cornhole. Double D. Like out. Damon? Yeah. Okay. That's, 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 I, I mean. Can't go wrong with him either, dude, man. I mean, he just sticks to what he knows. Like, he never gets out of his rhythm. Like, he's just OG. Just I like OG. The, I like Solid. Yeah. I like Solid it. and dependable, huh? <laughs> exactly. And, and one inventor, man. Yeah, oh, exactly. Man, <laughs> sweet, sweet. Wes, what, what, what you got? You said Shady McCoy. Who's your Shady McCoy of the Pro Division? Man, if I had to just pick somebody that I would, you know, bet on most of the time, it would be Jamie Graham. But I really enjoy watching these young guys. Like, you got Tony Smith and Noah Wooten. Just Jacob Trzinski, Stormhold came on strong this year. Just It's yep. fun to watch these dudes and what they can do with the bag to get it in the hole. Like, a lot of times you're like, no, nah, no, nah, they're, they're going to get eight here. Right. They clean it up for a 10 or a 12. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, that That to me is like, because I know how hard it is. It just keeps, I'm kind of like in awe to see it. Yeah. Yeah, that's one thing. I mean, I've learned. I mean, sorry, Jenna, we're going to go, no, no, go no, off good. topic. Um, my first year as a pro, seeing these guys in person. I mean, yeah, I was, I was, um, I'm going to admit, I was kind of starstruck seeing these guys like Jamie Graham, Matt Guy, and uh, Brett Guy. Um no wooting and all them. Uh, one thing that I respect from a lot of the big name players is that they're going to play their game regardless what you do. So if they if they're going to airmail in a situation, they're going to airmail and they're going to ride and die with it. Like yeah. one person is, I mean, is Matt guy. I don't care. There's been so many times I've seen him on TV and I see a bag hanging and I was like, I'm thinking, dude, you better be pushing. Right. And he's airmailing. Yeah. Right. And that's one thing that I mean, just full respect for players like that, like. I'm going to airmail. I don't care where you put your bag. I don't care what you do. I'm going to airmail. So at the end of the day, if I walk away and lose, I can say, you beat me. Again, it's something that you told me. You beat me playing my game. You didn't beat me playing your game. So, I mean, that was one thing that going to these first, seeing these top pros that, I mean, they just, like Andy said, they're just, they're, they're focused. You know what I mean? Nothing bothers them. Nothing, like, kind of gets them off their game. I mean, they're going to play their game, and they're going to stick to that. They're going to win and lose by playing their game. Yeah. So, AJ, we'll go back All to right, that's, All right, that's, that's, that's a solid. So you saying Matt Guy is yours? Probably, I would probably have to say Matt Guy some seeing in person just because, I mean, he's going to play his game regardless. Yeah. Hey, weird, weird enough, it's hard for me to answer that question with one person mm. because cornhole is about what have you done for me lately a lot of times, yeah. and you forget about the, the legacy. So Wes just mentioned a collective of fire Oh, yeah. I mean, firepower with Trzinski, and you talk about Wooten, and you talk about Smith, and you talk about Jamie Graham. So, and, and honestly, Jamie Graham, if I had to go to me, who is, you know, and it's unfortunate because my biggest loss of my biggest moment in my career came to Jamie Graham. But it, I learned a lot of lessons about myself in that moment. He's always there. You can't, you can't replace Jamie. Sure. Jamie dominated last, you know, the seasons, yeah. I mean, I'm talking about to where he won man of the year. He won multiple nationals. He won the world championship. Uh, and then this year, he just won shootout. He won in singles. He won a couple doubles. And he was just a player. He was number one player overall. And he's now number three overall player. And so to me, he would have to be who I would consider right now the LeBron James of Cornhole, in my opinion. That's not taking anything away from Matt Guy. That's not taking anything away from what these other guys was able to do. But I would have to say right now for myself, Jamie, and it, 
And like, and like I said, I'm, I could put myself on there. You know what I'm saying? Like, I would, I would say oh, that. That's competitive. You know, but, yeah. Hey, yeah. hey, but if I'm just being honest, though, what this guy's been able to do, you know, it's like I'm a pro and a fan at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, of course, I want to destroy him every time we line up. And I've had some good games against him. I've had some not-so-good games against him. But this guy, I mean, he, he's put in work time and time again. He's younger, you know, than most people think because he's played so long. He's yeah, been playing he since he's like 16. Yeah. You know, but uh, he, he's fired. So, to me, he would be the LeBron James. And you can't discount a, a Ryan Windsor, what he's been able to do for the game for so long, him being a top player. You can't discount uh, Tanner Halbert, you know, mm-hmm. players like that. With Alex Rawls, man. I mean, Alex it. Rawls, a <laughs> kid. Rookie now, season to remember hey, right now, there. Right? Now, be it's honest. rookie field, man. Uh, it's crazy. And, and, and that goes into the next thing, right? So, so, so who's better right now? Like, is it the OGs or is it the new guns? Because, like, I'm a part of the OG clique. Mm-hmm. But Jaime, he's a part of the new guns. And I think you can make an argument anyway. So I want to go around the table again. Like, what do you guys think? Like, who, 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 who's got the uh, who's got cornhole? Who's got the ACL Pro on lock right now? Is it the new guns or is it the OGs? I'm gonna go with the. I mean, just <laughs> not being. I'm gonna go with the the new guns, man. I'm gonna go with the the new guns. And no disrespect to the OGs, all the guys like you mentioned, like Damon, uh, Damon Dennis, and all these guys. I mean, but the new guns, man, these guys are coming in hot, man. They can do anything, any shot. I mean, and going back to your point, that's what made, I feel, that's what made uh, Jamie Graham, as you said, like the LeBron is, once he, once I saw that he had a roll and cut, it's like there's not one shot that he can't do. He's always developing his game yeah. more and more and more. So, I mean, and that's what makes him better. But going back to your question, man, I would say the, the young guns. I mean, you got guys like Alex Hicks. Alex Frawls, all these young guys that are like uh, Tony Smith that are like 18, 20 years old, man. I mean, that's one thing I always tell people, like those players like that. I mean, those are players you don't want to play because they're playing stress-free, bro. They're right. playing, having fun. Yep. I mean, I always joke around whatever. I always these kids like, these kids are playing cornhole. They're probably going home the rest of the night going playing uh, PlayStation 5 or whatever. They're not worried about who they lost to. Right. They're worried about to the next tournament they go to. Well, they to. ain't normally losing, so they ain't got to worry <laughs> yeah, about it. That's yeah. what I'm saying. So, yeah, I would have to go with the uh, with the young guns, man. So, all right, all right, so give me your give me, give me me your top four. Like you said, you mentioned their name. I'm going to give you top four OGs. You give me top four young guns, and let's see let's see how they how they battle. Young guns. Matter of fact, let's go pick for pick. You go, <laughs> you pick your one, and I'll pick my one, and then we go from there. All right, young guns, I mean, I'm going to have to. Who's your go. first draft pick? Who's your first, first one? I'm going to go with Alex Ross, man. You can't right. go wrong with him. All right, you got Alex Ross. I got Matt Guy. Okay. Okay, I'm going to go with, uh, I mean, I'm going to go with Mark Richards. Can't go wrong with Mark can't Richards. Can't go wrong with Mark Richards. You go Mark, I'm going to go Jamie. All right, okay. I'm going to switch it up. I'm going to go somebody that's, like I said, I mean, obviously no disrespect to anybody, but somebody that's going over there. Somebody like Alex Hicks, dude. That dude's, what, 12 years old, man, and whooping everybody. And even right. beating your number one pick already. <laughs> That's true. That's true. That's true. So, okay. All right. So I, got, I got you there. Sorry. You go two. I'm gonna go with my third pick as far as the OGs because we gotta hold the OGs down, man. Oh yeah. I'm gonna go. Ten. See Tanner Halbert. He's 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 kind of new. But he's been in the game. He's not new, but he's a rookie. All right. So all right, he's a rookie. So yeah, I can't use so him. I can use him on my class. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna go with a bias pick, man. Uh, I'm gonna go with Eddie. Hey, I'm gonna go with Eddie, man. Eddie's been top ten every the last, you know, and, and silently top ten. So I'm gonna go with Eddie as my as my OG pick. 
All right, I'm going to change it up. We're going to go our fourth pick. Who's going to be your dark horse? My dark horse? Who's your dark horse OG that maybe he's kind of, not fell off, but like I guess overshadowed right now by by all these young guns that are that are whooping everybody? Uh, I'm going to go with Birchfield. Damn, that's a good one, too, man. Yeah, because he, he he's player of the year last that's year, That's right? what I yeah. say. I'm going to go with Birchfield because, like, you got to remember, he did have, a, you know, stranglehold on the game too and then he's kind of like he's up there though right mm-hmm. you know he's up there in there but right now he's kind of you know last year he was unanimous number one player you know until did he finish the year at the number one yeah he yeah he, okay so yeah. unanimous number one player so i'm gonna go with birchville man I'm, and that's so who you got i got i mean you going creek killer yeah. I mean, you see what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, you didn't forget. You got Creek Killer. Nah, you got Creep Killer. You can't forget about Creek Killer. You can't forget about. Um, I mean, Phil Lopez. Phil is doing Lopez good. is up there. Noah Almanza. Almanza oh, is up there. Um, you got players like Hunter Thorne. Yeah, He's coming up. Is Hunter, he, is Hunter, how long has he been? I, Hunter yeah, Thorne is the OG. 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 Okay. Yeah. Hunter Thorne is the OG. Got the Zazueta boys. Like, okay. Hey. So, would you, let me ask you this: Would you would you consider? Uh, Cheyenne Renner, she new G or OG? I don't. I'm That's not, OG. OG. Mm-hmm. Cheyenne Renner. So what's your definition of OG? Like four years plus? No, or? no, no. So to me, OG, I'm saying anybody that's been playing in the game two years or more. Two years or more. Okay. Yeah, or right, or, or in the pro division, I'm saying the new guns is the Almanzas and the Creek Killers. Oh yeah. And yeah. you know Mark Richards and Phil okay. Lopez and guys like that. Well, then my next one, I'm just gonna Alex Hicks. I'm gonna take Jacob Trzinski, man. That dude's he's a young gun. Is he right? Yeah, he's a rookie. He's, he's in the he's I, yeah, in a rookie he's a class. Yeah. Ah, is he? It's his second season, I think. Is, is it? Hey, or he could be. He making hey, he's making hey, noise. Jake, if you're, <laughs> man, if you're watching, bro, <laughs> yeah, yeah, comment on that. Let, let, let us know, man. Let us know. Are you in your first year or second year? So, all right, we're gonna put a hashtag on that. I'm gonna think of somebody <laughs> else because I thought he was a rookie. I thought he was a rookie. I saw it. He could be. Um, he could be. I've been knowing him for a long time, so I just feel like I knew him for. That's a hard part. Okay, well, another person that goes to which is, um, I mean, I guess, yeah, can't say him. I was going to say Josh Holland. I know Josh Holland's a rookie, but he falls into, like, with the uh, Tanner. Tanner. Yeah, That's what yeah. I'm saying, yeah. Playing for years. And, uh, yeah, I can't. I just can't give them the, the new guns. Yeah. Just because of their, their everybody stamp knows legacy. Them. Everybody knows yeah. You said the yeah. name. Everybody knows yeah, them. Yeah. Yeah. Just because it's their first season right. and that's as st- a pro. I mean, their legacy is stamped, man. But, but, but if we talk about Cheyenne, Cheyenne's got to be the – the, the LeBron of yeah. women's cornhole, oh, and not only women's. I mean, she's she's whooping everybody. So I mm-hmm. I don't want to just make it seem like she's the best woman. Right. You know, she's one of the best players, and like I want to make sure I say that to be clear that she's one of the best players. Oh, she's one of the male, best by far. A male, male or female, female. Yeah. and she's doing and she's doing her thing, man. Rookie class, Alex Hicks. Um, I mean, I would probably go with maybe Jacob Foreman, Crick Killer's partner. I mean, oh, okay. Jacob Foreman's a beast. Like, yeah. You can't, can't like go you can't, and and, it, and it's it's so hard to qualify now, right? It's because everybody is is good. Yeah, everybody is really good. Like I I I am play I I replaced my worst finish in singles and still moved back in the rankings, which I'm sitting at a you know, a 33 right now out of 312, which to me is solid. You know, uh, I would want to be better, but I'm I'm sitting 33 ranked in singles. Um, so yeah, that ain't too bad. How, how do you feel about the class now that you have to compete against compared to two, three years ago? Like, do you have to change mentally going into these games now, or do you still approach the game the same way as you used to? 
I mean, if I approach the game the same way, I would be like ranked 150th. Okay. <laughs> like that's and it's just being honest. Yeah. Like it's just because the game is so much harder. I've gotten so much better than I am than I've ever been. Like I, I this is the best cornhole I've ever been play, I've ever played in my life right now, and I'm still like 30th. You know, 30, which is, is respectable. Like I. When I look at it, if I'd have been, you know, like 30s last year, I'd have been, you know, all right, that's a disappointing season. But when I'm looking at the the, the, the company that I'm keeping in the, like, 30 range, you know, these are elite players. Yeah. Mm-hmm. These are players that, like, even – and if you look right now, like, and go to the uh, the ACL stats, I'm one of the only players. Like, I'm top 10 in PPR for the whole season. I'm top 10 in combined singles and doubles PPR. I'm one of the only players that – Averaged a 10 average and doubles and singles at this last national and like i'm playing the best cornhole of my life and i'm sitting at 33rd like so it's like to me it's it's harder so i if i i can't not like say that i you know it's 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 a lot different than it was mm-hmm. it's so much harder now and you just have to prepare more and i and i am and i just know i gotta prepare even more because you know 33rd ain't where i want to finish up you know i want to finish in the higher spot oh yeah i mean you, you i mean your practice routines have to change i mean mine have big change you've seen me. Oh, yeah. i mean i'm at the point where i mean i'm throwing three hours a day and i'm still not even close Dude, to where you, you are live at, here i'm surprised we haven't built you a cot here or something <laughs> yet like. so i mean it's it's crazy what's how i mean i know you mentioned you put you earlier you throw about uh six See. days a week now yeah, so we play tournaments two to four days a week, and then we're in my buddy's backyard four hours a night. I mean, we're out there late nights, so yeah. twelve thirty one in the morning. So you know, playing singles like last night, I threw air mills for an hour and a half, just straight air mills, just working. All right, so. let me ask you this, and this is one question I'm pretty sure AJ gets all the time. As far as I mean, people always ask us like, "What's our practice routine?" I mean, and I ask that just as well. For you, that you, you mentioned you've been playing eight months. What's your practice routine? What are you doing so, that's making you a better player? I'll probably start off with 10 down and backs, get warmed up, and then I'll strictly work on just trying to go in the hole. Then I'll work on block replace. I might run ghost a few times on, like, 9 or 10. Um, and then just playing singles, man. Like, so I've got a buddy. We're pretty competitive with each other. You know, if it's on the pool table, cornhole, it doesn't matter. Like, we just want to win. We could flip a coin. Like, I just want to beat you. Yeah. And so that brag, really, that really, right, like, man. yeah, just trying to beat him really just, like, you know, I, I think playing singles against somebody who's skilled is, like, one of the best ways to improve your game. Absolutely. You to see, like, he's got to formulate a way to beat me. We play each other so much. Like, we play in a tournament. We might wash ten rounds in a row just because yeah. we're so used to each other. But, like, I know he's going to try little things that he thinks can beat me, and I, it's my job to counteract that. Right. So I think that's probably the one thing that's really just helped me to boost the most. And what? And so, so what's your end goal for cornhole? Like, is it is it just a fun game, or uh, do you, what? Do you, what do you? Where do you see yourself at in, in cornhole? So that's why I was telling my son. Next year we're strictly ACL grind. Like I'm gonna go to as many opens as I can and just do my best and see where where I land. You know, like that's that's really my goal, just to play as many ACL advanced tournaments as possible next year. And are you trying to be pro? If if I get good enough, but the way that the kids are going, I'm gonna be passed up by like an eight year old, you know, any minute now. Like it's scary, it's scary out here, man. Oh yeah, that's the next generation, man. There's, oh man, you got a bunch of people. I mean, like you said, I mean that aren't even pros. They're from our area. Yeah. I mean, like the Burton Juniors, the Gavins, yeah, the boy, Felix you know, boys, yeah. Jonathan, Jonathan, JB, uh, 
uh, Jordan. I mean, you got all those guys that are up and coming that are just, I mean, almost pro-ready or if not pro-ready. I mean, but they're, but they're there. I mean, I, like we talked earlier again, I mean, the only one person that I know that feel pro-ready now is Junior. Right. Yeah, that dude is a monster. Dude. Yeah, yeah, that dude really came is. from somewhere. When we first saw him playing at H Town, I mean, until now, within like a matter of years, you can see he's been putting he in the work. He wants it, man. man. Oh yeah, he wants he's it. hungry. You can he's see solid. he's grinding. And you see what he's done at the national stage too. Mm-hmm. I think he's uh, he's won a bracket yeah, in the open. In singles and doubles, and he's, singles, won, he's won yeah. a bracket. And didn't he win a doubles or? I think he. I think he. Oh, I think he, in Arizona he lost the final game. Uh. And then I think he lost the final game in, again, I know when he played Alex Hicks. I don't know what city that was in, but, I mean, he won his bracket, so he got first. I mean, he just lost, the, I guess, the final game. So what is it? Like, usually top four? I mean, that's solid, man. Yeah. That's solid. Winning first bracket is solid. Oh, winning yeah. the bracket is just hard enough at that, man. Yeah. And just imagine of the, uh, I mean, he went through he went through a bunch of pros. I remember seeing him in, I didn't see him in, uh, I want to say it was the Oklahoma Open. Um or the Kansas Open, one of those opens. I didn't see him, but Arizona, we were able to watch him, and uh, he was man, he was going through the big pro play pro players. I think know? actually at that tournament, he had to switch bags to a bag that he doesn't typically throw. I think he probably would have been a little better. Like yeah, so. probably should have threw fallouts. He might have. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Hey, hey, he loves the fallouts, by the way, too. I mean, like that's. I mean, when he, hey man, he's like, I oh, mean, I love fallouts, fallouts. you know. And a lot of people like they love they fall in love with like the fallouts, fallouts. yeah. And like you that fell is in love with them, man. I mean, like so, <laughs> so, so the reason why is like this is the biggest mystery that makes cornhole so interesting, right? You could practice every single day for what you expect, but until you walk into that building, you have no idea how the board's gonna play. Mm-hmm. You can prepare for the fastest boards in the in, in in the world, and then we get the stickiest boards. And you could practice for the stickiest boards, and then you got slick boards. Yeah, there's no way to know. So now I have to come prepared with a sticky set and a slick set. Mm-hmm. And that's why I see people now, like, there's people that take the fallouts but also take the dead heads. There's people that take the, you know, I asked Jaime the last, uh, what I, at the championship, what I ask you, hey, you guys, where are your ambush at? Your ambush at? <laughs> hey, I took his, hey, the board, the board tech got so sticky that I went away from, like, just what I was throwing normally. And I was like, hey, let me throw your ambush. I threw him down a couple times, and right before singles was about to start, I just was like, all right, I probably shouldn't do that. Yeah. You know, I probably <laughs> shouldn't. Right now. To, yeah, right now. <laughs> and I end up, like I said, throwing my fallouts, and I felt like I threw pretty good, man. Like I said, I averaged a 10 on the day, which is, I mean, if you tell me I averaged a 10 on that day, you would. Th- I'm thinking I'm somewhere in the top five. Nah. I mean, yeah, these, Not anymore. Hey, they, yeah, and it's just the board conditions are tougher, too. To even average a 10 with how sticky it was, I was proud of how I, how I played. Um and I, like I said, I've only been throwing these bags for one this this season. Mm-hmm. I mean, and they they they're great. You know, I I love the bags. Um, and like for the people that don't know, man, that's probably just something that we should talk about. Like, what what is your bag choice? Like, I mean, what like what what is your go to bag? Like right now, if you got a sticky board, you have to win a game. That you know, I ain't gonna say your life depends on it, but let's just say <laughs> your life depends on winning. On this hey, game, what? Corho's serious, bro. Hey, hey, first, first off, it is I, nowadays. Hey, first off, I said cornhole. I didn't say beanbag toss. Beanbag toss. Yeah. I said yeah. cornhole. You know, beanbag toss. Uh, you can do beanbag toss. This is cornhole. Yeah. So uh, if you got to pick your weapon. What is your weapon right now? I don't know, like everybody knows, I'm going. I'm gonna ride and die with the ambushes. 
I'm gonna ride and die with what the do you like about the ambush? Like explain explain to the people that don't know what an ambush is what right. you like about the ambush. Ambushes is probably one of Buffalo's fastest back. I mean it's a seven and nine. I love about it is I mean it's so hole friendly. I mean everybody sees that once this bag gets close to the hole, I don't even have to hit it in. We can be there been plenty of times where the bag was just leaning and just me walking from one side to the other side of the board, yes. the bag just falls in. Or the, if somebody throws the next bag, just the vibration on the board would just make the bag fall in. So, I mean, it's real hole forgiving. Um, and, I mean, and it's just, like I said, it's going right. to find its way to the hole on that fast side. All right, what separates the ambush from the deadhead to you? For me, the deadhead is just uh, the slow side. I mean, if I want to throw the deadheads at uh, past times, I throw the deadheads. If the boards are fast and I want to try to, like, maybe work on my block game, then I'm going to throw the deadheads. But... I mean, just if I need a flap side, I mean that's one thing with the deadheads. I could just flip it over. It's the same size as the same size ambush. So I mean, you know me. I'm I need fast. Right. I need fast. Fast, <laughs> fast, and faster. Fast, right? fast, yeah. <laughs> Especially a sticky board. I'm really gonna need faster, man. Because I mean, I don't have a straight bag like you. Everybody knows, man. <laughs> I got a dead duck, but. I got to the point where, man, if it goes in the hole, I don't care how it looks. So you saying the bags are so good, they fix your throws? What you telling me? Oh, it, it, it fix my throws <laughs> by go in. It don't fix it by looking flat, but if it goes in the hole, man, that's all I care about. I got to the point where, I mean, there's times where, I mean, I always give you a hard time. Like I told you, AJ, show me how to throw a flat back. Right, right. Man, show me how to throw a flat back. But now it's just like. Man, I don't care if it's flat or not, man. Hey, you end up beating me with that cricket bat. So. <laughs> I was like, man, that, that's frustrating too, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not showing you how to throw a flat bag. You beat me with the bag the way it looks now. I'm not gonna help you out. All right, Wes. Say, hey, same question for you. Like, man, you, you say you play in the backyard with your, with your buddies, and y'all just want to destroy each other. Like today, he's been. Let's let's just say he's won the last five, and you know you got to get him today. What you, what you reaching in that bag and grabbing? It's fallout every time. I mean, we live in Texas. It's humid. It's so humid here, especially after the sun goes down. I can take that fallout out. My carpet is going to continue to go up the board after the sun goes down all night. They switch from deadheads to ambushes trying to find a bag. I, I'm just confident with it. I, it'll just move. That carpet just likes to get through humidity where other bags will just splat. Yeah, yeah it's got that hybrid carpet hybrid on. Room. I know I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> hey, Wes, remind that, say that comment again to Anthony, man. Humid in Texas, I, uh, bro. Dude, that's been dude, the biggest learning curve. That's, like, it is. Every right. time we leave work, Anthony's like, dude, how do y'all do it? It's so hot, dude. It's it so really like, hot. I, I like my dry heat. This humidity, <laughs> oh, I don't like this it. This year feels like it's hitting a little different, man. It's real hot out there. Yeah. See? See, it's hitting different. That's my <laughs> hey, No, no, no. So, so, so it is hitting different. It is hitting different. But, Anthony... You gotta get it. You gotta get used to it. Now. I know. I'm used to it. Cause you can't I'm, say y'all. I'm, 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 I'm committed. I'm commit. No, I'm commit. I'm How long have you been Texas living now. here at this point? I moved here in September, so I haven't had a summer in You're Texas. Still yet. about the uh, heat. AJ. I haven't had a summer in Texas. Yet. Like I said, we're probably what in July. He ain't even got hot yet. Wait till August, September comes around, man. Come on, Anthony, man. I know. So what bag you grab? Like I say, <laughs> what bag you grabbing, Anthony? What's your favorite bag? Um. So I started off with deadheads. I love deadheads because I like playing the block game. Um, but playing against guys like this who just will airmail over every time, I switch to ambush. I love ambush because you could just go hole for hole. But I want to work on a flatter bag. So I've been switching to fallouts because, you know, I feel like I, I can actually get a little bit better of a bag. And I love what it does. Because even if it doesn't isn't flat, I am not getting those stupid weird kicks. Right. 
and you're able to do so much more with it. You don't have to go hole for hole. You could start cutting around bags. You know, I'll occasionally do a flop, which I don't know how to, to save my life. Maybe one day you'll teach me. How are you me. doing a flop? On an accident? <laughs> yes, it's an accidental <laughs> flop. Dude, you told me you're throwing fallouts tonight because you, you, you think it's going to make you throw like AJ. I wish, dude. You said, I you wish. Got his ass. You just are said, you throwing left-handed too? Hey, <laughs> if he'll give me a flat bag and I can beat this guy, I will throw left-handed. <laughs> yeah. All right, AJ, what bag you rocking with, man? <laughs> so, man, uh, when I first got here, I thought I was going to throw the deadhead. You know, because like I said, that man, it's super popular bag. Everybody, like, loves the way those bags oh, play. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to join it. And plus, at that point, like, right before I got it, I was like, man, you know what? I'm tired of throwing sticky bags. I'm tired of battling sticky conditions. I'm just going to do what everybody else does and throw it up and just let the bags walk in the hole. And then I realized, like, I don't have the patience, you know, when I'm playing in the tournaments to not set up shots. So I like to set up blocks, like you said, and then allow, which is my favorite shot, to cut around. And but I, I also wanted to fall in. Like, and this is one of the first bags that I've ever like experienced that like does like everything. Like it does the it falls in the hole, but you also cut. You know, mm-hmm. either when you get bags like that, normally you get one or the other. Yeah, it's either gonna cut and then you take the loss on it falling in the hole. But then when you have a bag that cuts and falls in the hole, it's hard for me to just go against. It's hard, it's hard for me to go away from that. All right, Jay. Well, let me ask you this, and I'm gonna ask you this because I know you're a carpet bag thrower. Um, I hear there's a lot of carpet throwers that that are wanting to switch to fast bags. Mm-hmm. Like those, you'll hear them say, it's "Like, man, I throw carpet, but I want to switch over to a fast bag." Right. How do you feel about that? Is that something that you agree with, or is, do you see yourself doing that? I will say this. I think in the, I, like like if you got a true carpet thrower, that transition will never happen. Great. Because of what the carpet bags like, how you have to throw a carpet bag, you have to tilt it, you have to do all this stuff. If you go with fast bags on fast boards, you're gonna have a lot of bags off the back. Yeah. Because most 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 soft throwers that throw high and soft, they can throw fast bag. But if you throw hard and carpet, you're not gonna get the feeling that you want out of that. So I think what's happening is they get in some bad situations. Bags are hanging up, and they're playing against people with fast bags that are just going around oh, their man. bags. So they're getting in their feelings, and they want to, you know what? I, I want to transition. You know, I want to transition to something different, just because they're not working as hard as I am to get the bag in the hole. I've had that same thought. You know, I just want to throw it up and let it go in, like walk in. But then once you realize, like, it's not designed for you. Is is it's not designed for players that throw as hard as I throw and that needs a cut, that loves a cut, that wants to roll, that wants to do stuff like that, and that wants to control the game. It'll never work for me. All right, well, let me ask you, watching a game on ESPN, would you rather watch a game where you got two hole-for-hole guys that just slide in the hole, or do you want to watch two guys that are, like Wes was saying, that he likes to dirty the board and you want to see your airmails, you want to see your roll shots, your cut shots? What, what type of game do you like to see? So to me, because I am a student of the game, and, and this may be a cop-out answer, I like both. Like, I love both. I cop love – it, it is it, – <laughs> hey, I know, I know you're going to think it's a cop-out answer, but I'm going to explain why. So there's a beauty in sliding hole for hole. When you got somebody like Richards that throws 36 bags in a row, I mean, that's beautiful to watch, right? And then to watch your opponent because guess what? If my guy's throwing 36 in a row and I did nothing to stop him mm-hmm. – 
then that's the beauty of cornhole. Like it's almost like you're watching a football game. Somebody's throwing for 500 yards on you. Scores like 75. And they're scoring all these points, (laughs) and you're still playing run defense. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? Eventually, you got to get into some better pass coverage to stop them. Right. So to me, the beauty of cornhole is like the what did this guy do to stop this guy from doing great at what he did? Right. Now, when you have two guys that are sticky and they're rolling and they're flopping, they're also missing a lot too. Yeah. So that could mess up the game as well. Like if you got somebody just, oh, they're averaging eights and sixes over here and you're watching them play, and then you, that's, that could get boring too if they're not hitting those rolls, if they're not hitting everyone, if they're missing airmails. Right. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So like it's, it's, it's to me – Player A versus player B, mm-hmm. how can you get to the result you want? And like I, I just like watching I mean it could be the worst game, the best game. I just like watching Cornhole. Yeah. Like I'm a fan of watching it. I'm a fan of participating in it. It's hard to watch an ESPN, like you said, when you're not on there. Right. Because like I said, I've been on ESPN like twenty times. And then like so when you're there watching somebody else, you already have that feeling like <laughs> it's not me on there. But you can also respect the game enough to know that these guys worked hard to get there. So I'm going to be a fan at this moment. Your time's coming, bro. My time's coming. It's coming. time's coming, bro. I'm ready for it, (laughs) man. My time's coming. That kind of goes back to, like, we were talking about Jamie Graham as kind of that LeBron player because he's got all the shots. He can race, but Mm -hmm. if he gets in a situation, he can roll. He can cut. He throws an airmail, like, and he's got every tool in his bag, and so he's one of the most well-rounded, and that's why he's making it so deep all the time because to him, I don't think it matters who he plays. Oh, yeah. You don't. You don't. And he's been there, too. Like, see, that's, that's the thing that I think people don't realize is it the very first time? Like, I go back and watch my very first time on ESPN. I mean, you can see me shaking. Like, I'm shaking. Yeah. I'm looking at the lights. Like, I'm looking around at the people. Should I wear headphones so I don't hear people talking on the side? Or should I, like, mm-hmm. I can't listen to my partner. Like, it's so overwhelming when you're under those lights. Mm-hmm. You could have been throwing the best tournament of your life. 11-0 average. As soon as you step foot on that carpet, your heart is beating completely different than it did before you got there. The shots that you've hit a hundred times now are hard. This bag that's one pound is now feeling like five pounds. Yeah. Or half a pound. However yeah. you you know, yeah. so it's it's just like so when the more you get there, the more comfortable you get. And I got to a point to where I was starting to get there a little more often, so I got more comfortable. So it's it's just like even on a live like the main like the uh, broadcast yeah, court. It's the same way. Like, you get on the broadcast court, and you're like, all right, everybody, there's a thousand viewers watching yeah. back home, you know? I get nervous, like, seven people watching on a live stream. I'm like, uh, how, how do you, how do you, like, what what do you say to yourself? Like, do you just go into it as, like, hey, this is just a normal game, and just kind of block it out, get back into your rhythm, and you're, like, you tunnel in? Is that is that your mindset when you go to it, you think? So, yeah, you kind of have to, because, yeah. and, and honestly, Cornhole helps you do that right it's because you're nervous until you throw that first bag and then once you throw that first bag you realize okay i've been in this situation a million times and you block out the people and you're able to focus on that so you just kind of got to lock into it and kind of just realize it's just going on oh yeah well you two hockey players hockey fans as let me say what do y'all like to see is in a hockey game do y'all, do y'all like to see a one zero or do you want to see the six to five goal scoring in hockey because typically, hockey is like soccer. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're, not, you're rarely going to get a high-scoring game like that. Yeah. So, as y'all fans, I'm sure y'all like to go and watch it. Would y'all have a 1-0, 1-0 game, or would you rather have a high-scoring game? 
either. Yeah, really honestly, either. either. I don't. Really depends. I it depends on who's playing too. Especially you know you go your West Coast teams versus your East Coast teams. They have different mentalities, and you can see it. Just like your cornhole players, you know, you know who's going to go hole for hole, and you know who's going to play a block and dirty game. Mm-hmm. So same way with hockey. I've never been to a hockey game in my life, dude. Bro. I'm taking you're you. You're missing out. You're missing. Out. It's fun. I mean, I, I hear I hear good things, but I just never been. When, when the Flyers come play the Stars, we'll we'll make the drive. So so why did, in hockey? Since we're on hockey, why do they let you fight in hockey? I don't understand like, that. Yeah, and then when there's no other sport you can fight. Yeah, yeah. Like there's times where referee would kind of just like be like, yeah, just, just skating around. Skating around. Yeah, yeah, the referee, they don't get other. involved until somebody usually you know falls down. Or falls down, like or they get too tired. Like I'm not sure why they get to fight. <laughs> I love training, it though. <laughs> they get to fight and the crowd goes crazy. Yeah. yeah. But in any other sport, basketball, if you punch uh, if you punch somebody in basketball, bro. you suspended. In cornhole, if you punch somebody, I guarantee you, you lose your pro card for that year. Oh yeah, easily. So in hockey. You could just grab somebody's jersey and just punch them. Yeah, yeah. imagine. Like, and that's crazy. And you know it's coming because they got to take off all their gloves. Right. They got to mm-hmm. throw their stick. They got to throw their helmet out. So you know the fight's coming. Right. And he could be on the other side of the hockey rink, and you know this guy took his glove off. Uh-oh. Oh, it's yeah. time and to go. And the wall. Yeah. And right. then the game's still going. Oh, he's fighting. He's fighting somebody. But what I love about it afterwards, they'll you know they'll either shake each other's hand, give each other like a hug, like they're still boys. I'm not after, hugging like, you, you just punch me in the face. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. not. That, that's I've like always been like that. Man. It's, a, it's a respect thing. Yeah. I'm not punching. I'm not hugging We're, no yeah. one that just punched me in the face. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I just, I guess why I don't get it. Like the only thing I know about hockey really is Mighty Ducks. Oh yeah, it's probably one of my favorite movies of all time. Flying V, Flying V, Hey, Gordon Bombay. I, yeah. I, I literally wanted to be like Mighty Duck. I can't skate, but anything like that. But I can't skate either. So yeah, man, that's cool, man. Man, I don't know. hockey's something else, man. Hockey's something else. I mean, hockey's like our, your baseball. I mean, I love a baseball one-zero game. Some people like to go see home runs and all that. I love to see the one zero no hitters, man. I know some people say they're boring. Mm-hmm. They're boring to watch. You're gonna be there for three hours, but I think that goes into it. it's harder. To, they're playing harder in a one zero game than a ten to zero game. Uh, so like basketball, for instance, like basketball is my favorite sport. I want to see a close game. I don't want to see a blowout. Yeah, mm-hmm. you I know agree. what I'm saying. I want to see the intense. I want to see when the fourth quarter, when it comes down three minutes left, and the score is ninety to ninety, like. What's about to happen? That's the yeah. most exciting part of basketball. You know. take the last shot. Yeah, yeah. So, but in baseball, to me, I want to see some long balls. I want to see mm-hmm. some steals. I want to see, you know, I don't want. I don't care about no pitchers duel going no. like nobody no getting hitters. on base. Nobody. I need somebody bro. on base. I need somebody stealing. Mm-hmm. I need somebody to hit a double and score from second. Like I don't want, like to I, me. I haven't watched baseball since Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa. Like those were the those were the years. Just did oh, they cheat it? No, nah, they didn't cheat. Um, that's steroid era. Yeah, they cheated. Let me ask you this. Okay, <laughs> should, great hey, right there. Hey, <laughs> should steroids be illegal in Cornhole? I mean, well, you look at I, me, man. I'm, I, 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 hey, we can I, tell I, you, dude. I'm looking like, man, 240 ripped up, man. You know. I'm hey, but you got to think about it. You do get a benefit like, because if, if, we, we play long, mm-hmm. tired, you know, and that goes another thing, like, should you be like? Do you ever see envision drinking not being a part of the professional part of cornhole? I think a lot of people will stop playing if they they disband drinking in cornhole, man. So that mean they're there for the drinking, is what you're saying? I know for the drinking, but I guess it, it goes back to your players. I mean, you got your some players that are trying to be like West, trying to be the best they can be. There's some people that go just 
be a time. That's the time to get away from their their job, get away from their priorities. Uh, I hate to say it, get away from their wives and all that, just to spend it with the guys and just have fun. So to so, me, that's not a professional then. No, no, no. That's what I said. You got your you got your different people, players that are trying to be a professional, and then you got your players that are just doing it just for social, just for having fun, having a good time. Those guys, they're not going to want to play cornhole if, if you just ban beer. What yeah. they're going to do is they're going to go to the next sport, the next activity where you can drink. So they're there for the drinking then? I, that's my opinion. Okay, so I think it's a combination of the two. Yeah. I see that too because I don't personally drink. I go to Cornwall to win, be competitive, but I would say I'm in the minority. I'm like, I'm with the kids on that one. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, so, yeah, my thing is you got to think about this, right? You got ESPN. You got stuff like that. What is it going to take somebody to get drunk on TV mm-hmm. for you to, to, uh, to ban well, drinking? This, this past... Let's take it. Um, this past take weekend, we had a dude with the I'm flask ready. on ESPN. All right, hey, so, hey, so now we're opening up a line, guys. We're going to get some phone calls. Hello? Hello? All right, who we got? Who we got? Who we got? Who's the first caller of podcast uh, season two, episode one? Uh, I hear, I got ringing now. Now it's ringing. I'm ringing. All right, here we go. We're going to. Okay, so the person hang up, so we're going to have <laughs> to right, guys. <laughs> hey, guys, those of you listening, like I said, if you call us in, just let us know uh, what question you have. If you have it for myself, uh, AJ, Anthony, or Wes, or just, you know what I mean? Just whatever you want to ask us, shoot. Hey, feel free. Yeah, hey, call us up, guys. Ask for advice. If you want to ask me how to beat AJ, I'll text you and tell you. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of people that have the answer to that right now. <laughs> you got a lot of people. Oh, don't the comments, I'm never man. letting you beat me again. Dude, <laughs> never. <laughs> nope. I felt okay. sorry for him. I never feel sorry. I'm never letting him beat me again. No, because if you let me beat me, that's not making me better. Yeah, but I did. Nah, I really <laughs> did. <laughs> so, hey, so, hey, so weird enough, though, I will be honest, because you asked a question about, like, uh, no, one of y'all asked a question. I can't remember who it was. But how do you get focused and go into the next game after a loss? And I lost the game right before I played Jaime. On the broadcast court, the guy hit an airmail with a tiny hole in it. The back snuck in. I'd already celebrated. He missed the airmail. I win the game. But if he makes the airmail, it washes and go on. He makes the airmail that didn't drag my bag. I lose 21-20. I play Jaime the very next game. And I and he could tell you right now. What was the score? Yeah, you like, started out 16-0. Yeah. Okay. I didn't score a point. Because like, I'm still over here pouting still, from the yeah, first yeah. game. Refocus, it's hard. Now he could also tell you that <laughs> yeah. it got a lot tighter than yeah, that. He didn't miss. He didn't miss after. Hey, if, <laughs> after you stopped pouting, after I stopped pouting, <laughs> pout, hey, after I stopped pouting, I probably hit you know twenty twenty eight oh, thirty in a like, row. Yeah, yeah, easily. But at that point, I'd already, I'd already yeah, got yeah. to the point to where I didn't have enough wiggle room, so he finished me off. But again, I went into that game pouting. He went into the game throwing. And he, he he beat me, but I'm not saying that that's why I lost. But what I am saying is I did start out f- still thinking about that last game. Mm-hmm. I didn't drink that water, like I said. I didn't drink, you know. I was still kind of focused on that. That's what I say. It takes me like about five rounds to kind of click back in and be like, you have yeah, you don't have that here. Yeah, you don't you don't yeah, get the luxury of five rounds. Nah, You'd right. be down like ten yeah. zero five rounds real exactly. quick. Hey, do we have any questions on the uh, feed? Um, I looked at the thing going back to what we were talking about earlier. Jake is a rookie this year. It is his first year. Uh, who, who said that? Did he say it? Or no. Somebody uh, else. 
Logan Logan said it. Chamberlain? Logan yeah, Chamberlain? Logan Chamberlain said it, and somebody else said it. I can't remember. Hey, Logan Murphy, I think. Hey, Logan's, Logan's a beast, too. Oh, yeah. dude. Oh, he's another guy coming. He really doubles. Man. Logan's better at doubles, and I know he's going he gonna to message me hey. for saying this, <laughs> but Logan's a beast at doubles. And the singles, he just don't seem to to get it figured out. And that's a lot of players. Some players consider themselves as doubles-only players and can't play singles for whatever reason. And maybe it's because they don't want to let their partner down. But I think you got to find a way to be Logan, get better at singles. Well, I think they have a good point. And I'm going to ask you guys since y'all come up. Do y'all have a preference? Do y'all rather play singles or doubles? I like doubles a little bit better um, because I play up because I don't want to let my partner down. Right. So... I push myself to a higher standard because I don't want to fail him. Whereas I know it's going to sound bad in singles. It's like, all right, I'm just letting myself down so I don't feel as bad. But I need to get to that point where I need to hold myself to that same standard. Right. So, Wes, what do you like For playing For me, more? I really enjoy singles. I love playing doubles, but I just haven't really found that partner that we throw the same bag. That is such an important thing like to have somebody Facts. that likes to throw mm-hmm. your bags. Yeah. Because if not, one of us is always feeling like, we have to sacrifice part of our game to just be on the team. Oh, and yeah. our performance shows it. A lot of people don't realize so. that they have bag selection and chemistry the coming chemistry. to chemistry. play when it comes to doubles. AJ, what do you like? I don't mean, I know you got an awesome partner like uh, like Josh. So, I mean, what do you like? You're singles or doubles? I mean, so it has changed because Josh hasn't always been my partner. So before we had, we had a trio, it was Eric Weathers and Josh and myself. And I hated doubles for the same reason, because they were the top team. Mm-hmm. And no matter who I got, I couldn't beat them. There's only one other person I could beat them with was Eddie. And Eddie already had a partner. So it was like I ended up playing with just, we call him doorman. You yeah. know, whoever's the doorman of that day, I got to grab him for a tournament. And it never was good enough. So I always focused on being singles. I felt like all three of us was the same level talent. So the only way I could show that I was better than them or just as good was only in singles so i like singles more mm. but now i think man i keep giving these cop-out answers because i like them both <laughs> equal all right so i i like <laughs> singles better because i could depend on myself there you go i ain't worried about nobody letting me down nah, just, <laughs> 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 hey but no nah, i really like them both man but I, I it probably would be singles just because it's it's me there's something I could tap into when it's me and the board and myself. Like, I'm able to talk to myself. I know that sounds weird, but, like, I talk to myself while I'm playing. Like, next bag, like I tell him, this bag right now, this moment right now, let's go. Uh, I don't use headphones no more because I like music a lot. So I caught myself, like, grooving in the songs while I'm playing, and then I'll throw it off the back. Hey, that's a good line to the song. Oh, you know, I'm dancing and stuff, and it goes right off the back. So now... I'm focused. I like to hear the sound on the board. Believe it or not, the sound of the bag, the way the sound of the bag hits the board, you know whether you threw the bag right. 100%. Like, yeah. It's right. Hey, AJ, man, uh, I'm going to read out. Logan saying, man, he didn't get no credit. He got second in his bracket in singles at the, uh, I believe, the Arizona Open. So you got to give some credit to Logan, man. Let Logan. Okay, you're my boy. <laughs> this is coming from love, right? You did get second. In, oh, he did get second. He, he got second. Yeah. So he, threw, giving, he threw lights yeah. out that hey. weekend. Absolutely, by far. We're getting a phone call. You want to take yeah. a phone yeah. call? All right, then guys. I'll, okay, it's going to go on live. Right. Here we go. Right. Hello? 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 Who's calling? 
What's up, partner? Hey, what's going on, man? It sounds like, is this Billy? It, it is the goat, my <laughs> man. Oh, it's the goat Billy, man. Hey, this guy's been a big Buffalo fan. Since day one. Since day one. Since day one. Anytime some, anytime we need somebody, something from Buffalo or whatever to support us, I mean, he's always one of the first ones to support, man. That's and dope. What's up, Billy? What you got, man? Hey, you know, I saw the thing said to be, you know, someone could be the first caller, and why hey, Why not? Why not be the first caller, right? There All right, Billy, what's your question, man? What do you got for us? Hey, Jaime, uh, you know, since me and you were partners in league and I carried you so much last Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> hey. I, man, you can carry me to a win. At this point, man, where I'm at, I'm, I'll, I'll take, I'll take an easy win. A win is a win. All right. So, but you know, obviously, you know, how do you get over those first game jitters, man? You know, that's like my main thing. Man, what do you, what do y'all pros do, man? I mean, AJ, I'm gonna let you answer this because I'm gonna admit, there's times where I still get nervous my first game. I mean, right now I have this little thing where I cannot get past my second game, and I, I get nervous all the time. I mean, you can even tell Ro before we go play. It could be a little backyard tournament, and he'll always make fun of me. He's like, "Dude, why do you get nervous?" I always get nervous for some reason. So I'm gonna let, but I'm gonna let AJ answer that call. So he has more experience on playing and handling and playing on the big stage. All right, Billy, man, I appreciate the call. First of all, uh, second, what's up, AJ? hey, what's up, man? You know what I'm saying? Hey, but uh, second off, the way that I not get nervous is I like to get to the boards real early, no matter what. Like, the first game, I'll get to the boards early, and I'll throw there, and Jaime has seen it. I'll sit there on the boards, and I'll throw 30, 45 minutes. Because if I can throw at the same board and practice and I feel that I am comfortable, then I'm not nervous. But if I get there right before and I'm not warmed up, then, yeah, I'll get nervous. But if I can warm up, man, I'm good. I'm good to go. All right, Wes. Uh, on, Billy, Wes, somebody that's coming in eight months, what do you do to not to get nervous? To give them two I, perspectives. I still get nervous. Oh, really? Yeah, like I just <laughs> we played singles Tuesday night, and my first game was terrible. Like, yeah, not up to my standards at all. I probably threw like a six and a half. It was all, I got the win somehow, but it was not pretty. Uh, I just kind of have to, like he said, just know that you put in the practice. You're supposed to be here, and then just get used to the conditions. And then I kind of just try not to think about it. Like I'll stare at my spot on the board or focus on how my arm is releasing the back. Something that. I don't really have to think about. Right. I try not to think about the game. All right. There you go, Billy, man. You like I said, you got the advice from one of the Texas GOATs. So come next Tuesday, man. I don't want to see no jitters in that first <laughs> game again, man. Hey, bro. Hey. <laughs> hey it's, it's, we'll be draining on Tuesday on Tuesday, man. <laughs> All I know is I turned you in from a deadhead whatever. Now you're straight ambush now. Hey, you cannot. I love deadheads, man. You cannot count that one bad, you know, jittery game on my deadhead. <laughs> don't blame it on deadheads, man. You know, I'm going to have to do something because, you I mean, you threw like a completely different person. Ain't that right, Anthony? Oh, he saw you throw. He threw well once you guys switched to ambush. He was, he was a nervous Nelly that first game. Dude, that dude was throwing. Hey, that dude wears. He got, I mean, he's a cop, police officer. Mad respect. I mean, he's doing his thing. This dude wear a, what was that, a medium shirt. Uh, it wasn't right, even a medium, dude. It was, it was like an extra schmedium. <laughs> Everybody's telling me he's wearing this kid's shirt. And I'm thinking, man. You wear a kid's shirt, Billy? Come on. That's why you're nervous. <laughs> this dude got heart beating too fast. Uh, tight too shirt, tight. big it's muscles, dude. And he's making me look like I throw harder than him, bro. Oh, man. <laughs> you got muscles and a soft throw? <laughs> that ain't going to work. Oh. That ain't going to work, dude. I'm gonna wear a tighter shirt next Tuesday. Oh, this guy! You can't get no tighter. Can't than get this no tighter, man. We sell crop tops. Uh, okay. We not, have crop tops on the website. All, <laughs> oh, Jaime, you in for a long night? Yeah. 
gonna be a long <laughs> season. I know that, man. It's gonna be fun, but it's gonna be long. All right, all right. Hey, I, I just wanted to be the first one to call in. Uh, just want to let y'all know, obviously, that you know, obviously, me and a lot of the Buckets guys, we're big Buffalo supporters. I think it's awesome what y'all do, and uh, I'll see y'all Tuesday. All right, Billy. Appreciate all right, Billy, it, man. Right, for calling, bro. Thank you. All right, guys. Be safe. We got any more calls? We got any more calls, JJ? All right. Guys, I mean, if you can't come in the call, comment. Like I said, if you got any questions for myself, AJ, Anthony, or Wes, um, like I said, give us a call, comment, and we'll be sure to try to answer your questions. Or if you want advice, we'll give you the best advice that we possibly can. Hey, what Logan, what Logan say? We're talking about Logan, man. I got <laughs> oh, to yeah, make yeah. sure I finish that. I'll, oh, I'll yeah. go shout yeah, out Logan, though. Man. His trick shot videos are... Oh. Boy, be hitting some crazy yeah. shots, man. All right, dude. Hey, give Logan his give Logan his I'm two a, seconds. A, all right, Logan. Look, shy, I'm gonna give Logan's you your flowers, player. Logan. On, look, man. Logan is a solid player, and to be honest, there's no player that pushes me more than Logan. When we get to when we get when we're in the same building, we talk crap to each other the whole time. No matter what, if we're on teams, if we're against each other, and like that drives me, man. Like it, it really does. Uh, he knows that I gave him his first set of bags ever. I'm the reason he's playing cornhole now. Yeah, uh, he don't want to tell people that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, his mom, his mom, his mom came to me and she's like, "My son, he just wants to play. He doesn't have any bags." And I said, "Look, don't worry about this. Take these bags." I gave him a. So his first set of bags had my face on them. <laughs> <laughs> you need, hey, you need to start saying that in your reward, like. You're winning speeches. Yeah, do something, man. Or just you know what? Just keep those bags with you. So every time you win, those that's are bags your podium. That's your podium <laughs> picture bag right there, man. Hey, but no, he's so, hey, but no, he's solid, man. He's a solid player. Uh, solid dude too. Solid like, dude. Doubles, you know, doubles player. He's having a little single success, but he's got to get better. He's get he gets double dipped a lot. I was told him <laughs> he knows that he gets double dipped a lot. I double dipped him a couple times. All right. Yeah, I was gonna say. Okay, one question. We got a uh, call. We got a one, call. No, one question from oh, Ryan okay. Murphy. Ryan, I'm just gonna say your question out loud, so uh, just in case people don't see it or whatnot. You've asked, "What up with the new prototype?" Any word? As of right now, Ryan, we got six bags that are in the works. Can't give you no names. We're still kind of finalizing names, but what I can tell you that we got six bags. They're, they're going to be three carpet and three non-carpet. Um, the speed ranges, and Anthony just may, uh, confirm if I'm correct. I think the speed ranges are going to range from anywhere from maybe like a four and seven, four and eight, somewhere around there. Yep. So, I mean, we do got those bags in the works. Uh, you know, you know, Billy and all the guys like JJ and JD uh, here at Buffalo. I mean, they do their magic. Uh, they're coming up with awesome designs. As you can see here, these summertime bags, I mean... That's, Jay, that's Billy and JD just kind of putting their heads together, coming up with the awesome designs that we have. So, again, we got six bags coming out for the 2023, 2023 ACL season. Uh, three carpet and three non-carpet bags. Hey, what I will say, too, uh, Ryan, is that, man, and I'm not just – this is going to be some of the best stuff you've seen, like, just – Ever, yeah. You Wes, know, you got a I, set, right? I, we sent you a set, I, right? I, I've spent time with six prototypes. And, All right, don't leak. Like I said, <laughs> don't, don't, leave, don't, leave, taste, I, yeah, don't leak. Don't leak. Don't leak. Taste, man. What do you? Yeah. What? What's one thing if you had to say about all six? What's one thing that you like about the bags? And you can be honest. The creativity and just putting different materials together to give something new, but still having that same quality of standard that Buffalo is known for. Like it's just you. You hold it. You know you're holding. Yeah. Something that's made well. 
All right, there you go, Ryan. See, look, you heard it from not a biased opinion, man. Like I said, you heard it from somebody that's just been playing cornhole for eight months. So be on the lookout, man. Come, I'm not sure when the date. Sometime in August after Worlds, uh, we'll be able to sell them. And you know how we do it. We're going to have plenty of videos. You're going to have videos of AJ and myself. We're going to be throwing them, uh, going to more details, explaining the bags and what they can do and what we feel that uh, each material and how they uh, can help you as a better cornhole player. Hey, keep, your, keep your eyes open, man. They, trust me, they're, they're legit. It's fire. Be, <laughs> be assured, we listen to you all. Like, we here at Buffalo, we listen. Like, All right. Uh, Brandon, I see your question, man, about becoming an ambassador. Uh, I said be patient with us, man. We had around over, around 100 applications uh, that we're actually going to go through all of them. So we're still in the works of going through them. Uh, and once we're able to go through each one and make a decision, uh, like I said, we'll let everybody know. So bear with us. Like I said, it's going to be maybe a couple more weeks, maybe a month or so, just so we can finally be sure that the ambassadors that we do pick are going to be a good fit for the Buffalo family and they're going to represent us to the fullest. Oh, that was going to be my next one. Yeah. <laughs> we had who? Nick Scheffler, one of the Buckets guys, on one of the <laughs> phone caller, William. His, he put on there, he was wondering... Who'd win in the arm wrestling match, AJ or uh, Anthony? <laughs> well, he's left-handed, so that ain't fair. Yeah. Because I'm right-handed, he's left-handed. Uh, you got to tune in the next episode. Yeah, the season. That'll, that'll, that'll be episode two. Yeah, t- tune in, tune in, and I, <laughs> it, it'll be me. But tune in the next episode. Good, good you got to buy. Hey, you got to buy a premium to get that kind of stuff. Good, good answer. <laughs> Brandon, appreciate the love, man. About from Central Missouri. All right, Brian Wells asks, what's each of y'all's, one of y'all's craziest shots you've made? I'm going to go, Wes, let's start with you. What's one of the craziest shots that you made? Probably just just some of the rolls I've been able to hit over, like, a pile of four or five bags. You know, a bag that just looks like it's rock climbing. Yes. Just, mm-hmm. And then it falls in. You know, it doesn't sit on the back and wait to be bumped. It just, it's just, I don't know, something about that feeling. Is just <laughs> nice, you know? Anthony? Uh, one thing I've been working on that I've been trying to perfect is, like, the air... Uh, like a line drive airmail mm-hmm. like you know so i try to do it every day at the shop you know i for some reason the high airmails haven't been working for me but since i've been doing more of like a line drive i, I took i stole it from aj you know <laughs> i just see his and it just goes in so smooth and clean it's just something i've been working on all right aj answer this question and uh like i said kirk leslie had a good question and i want you to answer since you had more experience here but answer that first one all what's right. the craziest shot you've made Crazy shot I've ever made. Yeah. Uh, 2019 uh, semifinals going to the world championship. Had an airmail over three bag pile up to send me and Josh to the championship against Ryan Windsor. So I, I, I mean, I, I dream about that shot still. <laughs> I mean, it was cr- I was shaking so bad after that game, but that was probably the biggest shot in my career. Everybody references it all the time. Ryan probably didn't like me for a few months after that just because probably hurt so bad. But. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that 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 was it. And nothing matches that adrenaline pump you get. Oh you man, no! Shot. After you hit that shot, that oh, shot. Yeah. hey, I was shaking people's hand after and just shaking the whole time. <laughs> now, luckily, the championship was the next night. Yeah, because if we'd have played right after that, I'd have been <laughs> done. <laughs> I'd have been done, man. All right, AJ. Uh, like I said, Kirk Leslie asks, "What's the hardest type of player to play against?" The hardest type of yeah, player, I guess. That's the easy one. One that takes forever to throw. Because it's hard. I'm a rhythm player. Mm-hmm. so And I can do it, but it's just to me, the game's already long, especially if you're playing against Damon Dennis. And he takes 
the full shot clock to shoot each bag. So it's like now every round is two to three minutes. And if you go two to three minutes times 20 rounds, you got an hour-long game. So that to me, yeah, that's, that's the hardest player to play. It's not differently a style. It's just how long they take to throw. Right. It sometimes messes up like the rhythm or messes up your, your psyche. Uh, but yeah, that's the hardest way. You as a rhythm player, and like I said, I'm a rhythm player myself. If you if you're playing against somebody that as soon as you throw, they're throwing right after you. I guess shotgun thrower. I forgot what some of the f- weird phrases that people say. Do you find yourself changing your game where you slow yourself down just to slow them down? Never. Or it's, ne- can- it's never about anybody I play against but myself. So you no don't matter speed what up they, or no matter what slow- they do, because guess what? If you're doing that because of them, now you're playing their game. Yeah. Instantly. So every every throw I do is about me and playing your game. Playing my game. Now, if I have to throw a blocker to slow them down because they're because they're speeding me up, then yeah, I'll do that for me. (laughs) I'm laughing because. Logan, Logan, I already just, know what he said. Logan just, <laughs> he commented, got Logan crazy just commented and said, "Noted. I know what I'm doing next time against AJ." <laughs> <laughs> it's not gonna work because <laughs> I already got strategy against Logan. That all right, Christopher Ryan Seaton. He asked, uh, as far as practice session preferences, inside, outside, alone, or around people. All of the above. Yeah, all of them. Right. I feel more. I rather I get more practice alone than anything else. I've always been that, that way. I mean, there's times where we stop playing leagues, but I get more out of practicing here by myself in the mornings than I do anywhere else. For but it some doesn't. Si- but it doesn't simulate anything you're going to experience. It doesn't simulate me, but it helps me mentally. Okay. That's, that's where I all get of those more. are a different form of practice. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I but I think you incorporate I, them all. I think you have, yeah, like like Wes said, you got to incorporate everything because guess what. Playing Ghost Eleven does not prepare you for blockers. It doesn't prepare you for strategies. It doesn't prepare you for airmailing over a bag. It doesn't prepare you for the crowd noise. It don't prepare you for people looking at you hit this shot. So, like to me, there's a time and place for every single one of those practices, and you cannot just do one because I feel like then you, in those moments, you have nothing to go to in a big game. Yeah. Because you have no experience other than throwing by yourself. Makes sense. Yeah, Brendan. Yeah, we'll, we'll be at Worlds. I know AJ will be there. I will be there. Wes, you going to Worlds? No. No? Okay. Anthony will be there. I'll be there. Yeah. Doing Anthony what I do best. Yeah, doing his best. Stuff. So we'll see. <laughs> Anthony's going to be there making us sandwiches. <laughs> yeah, something like that. See if he decides to play this time. All right. You're you not playing what? in the air? You're not playing the forces? Mm-mm. At the Worlds? Oh, at the USA one? Yeah. I don't think so. It's tied in. Is it? it? Yeah. It's, well, it's, look into it's, it. it's Sunday, I think. Hey, one of your guys, man, good old KB. Uh, <laughs> KB's on there. <laughs> KB just joined and coming. He says, "What do he say? Who does AJ always have a close game against?" KB. KB. <laughs> Every single time. Every one of our games has been twenty-one twenty in the past, like two. Like, I, seriously, if I go style and bag for bag against mm-hmm. someone who every shot I can hit, he can hit. How hot I get, he get. Yeah. And airmail is the same, like, consistency is Caleb. So, like, it's just who's going to win it. Like, every, like, our last five or six games have all been 21 20. Like, that, that is crazy. Yeah, because he can go, if you go 40, he can go put 40 right hey, behind and, you, man. And guess what? When I said those long games, 140 bags and stuff, all of those games are just like that. So, yeah, he, 100%. He knows that it's him. 
Hey, Jade, you got a kryptonite player, person that you just, for some reason, you can't beat? Or, I, I'm, let me rephrase that. Not that you can't beat, but I guess you have a losing record, too. Yeah. Like maybe you're 1-7, in 1-8 against them. I got a couple of those. So, I got, uh, so it was uh, Ryan Smith. I was able to take that off my bucket list because I beat him uh, in Atlantic City. Brett Guy was another one. Mm-hmm. I was able to actually just beat him this last national so I took him off the list. But let's see, there's uh who am I thinking? Ryan Smith was really one of the ones that was like he had beat me every single time. Uh Jamie, Jamie Graham. That's the and I and I say him and Matt in doubles. Right. Because we paid them in doubles so many times. We got double dipped by him in Vegas <laughs> on TV. They beat us at the national in uh Utah, then they before that they beat us in the National Atlantic City. So, yeah, I would say those guys I just mentioned uh, pretty much. Uh, everyone else I think I've been able Maybe. to get a couple wins on. Yeah, I haven't been playing long enough. I haven't played multiple people. So if I had to save one person, <laughs> you. You just beat me. Hey, the last but, but again, that's just it. I beat you one time out of like it was like six, seven games that you had on me that I yeah, yeah, did beat you. That's true. That was the only one you ever ever get into. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta give you that one. Yeah, Brian Wells asks, uh, "What are your each? What are your three top local leagues you like playing with?" Let me ask. Let's go with West, since like I said, uh, so, I know you mentioned you're f- uh, with Mitch's league. So is that the only league that you play for? No, nah, I play regionals with uh, Chase Albrook, Lone Star. Lone Star. Yeah, and then we have a lot of guys from like H Town Baggers, like the Patinos. They come and play with us, so it's kind of like we mix in. You know, it's just like one big family. So yeah. I might not attend every league, but I definitely see these guys often. Yeah, he's down back of the team, man. Veronica, <laughs> that's who taught us how to play. That's yeah. who I taught Rowan and I how to play. That's what I love about Texas. Like, you guys got so many leagues. And, like, if you want to play cornhole every night of the week. There's a place. There's a place to play here. I love it. You know how many leagues I play in? None. Zero. Really? I've never played in a league. Okay, why do you, why do you touch yeah. on that? Why? Yeah, Is there go. a reason why? So I have four kids. Oh. <laughs> good reason. <laughs> good reason. Uh, hey, hey, That's no, four reasons. Hey, in serious, and and not and they all they all are in sports. So it's like, yeah, Tuesday is for softball. Wednesday is for soccer. Thursdays for basketball. Like, so what day will I be able to play league? Yeah, yeah. yeah. full time right. job. Yep. All right, AJ. Question for you, David Chavez asked: Does AJ like the round limited games, and how does strategy differ from a regular game to twenty-one? I guess he's referring to the shootouts. Yeah. So I absolutely hate shootouts. <laughs> I mean, because of the rounds. And what I will say, if I'm playing against Damon, yeah, I'd rather that be a shootout game because <laughs> I know it's twelve <laughs> rounds. Yeah. But anybody else, see, like I'm the type of player that I motivate myself throughout the match. You know what I'm saying? Like I motivate myself throughout the match. So if it gets close, I motivate myself throughout the match. So if it does get close, I'm able to, like, channel something and just continue to fight back. Right. So I like, I like to play all the way to 21 to know that there's still a chance. My biggest tournament I've ever had, I was down 19-5. to 5, Dalton McClem came all the way back, won that, won my bracket, and beat, played against Jamie Graham on TV. In 2020. So, like, if there was a round limited, there's no chance I'd come back. But there's always a chance to come back. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. There's I mean, always a chance to come back, so. Yeah, I've only done a shootout one time, and, I mean, I realized and learned that that's a different 
totally different game to it's a play, different game. man. Different, different game to play because there's no, I mean, you got to be somewhat, like I said, I mean, you still got to play your game, but at the same time, you got to be. You got to be careful when you get over aggressive like, and you can't be aggressive. Very calculated with yeah. your risks. Yeah, because if you're aggressive, you can go quick five zero, and there were some games like you might not get a chance yeah, to get any points again. back. I think there was one game that I'm a touchback, and the reason I'm thinking about it because we refer back to KB. I think I don't know if it was the last shootout. It was this one of those sweaters. KB played, yeah, Moses, and they both threw like a high ten in the score. eleven. No, 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 no eleven. I'm sorry, 11s, yeah, 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 eleven, and mm-hmm. the score was like four to zero, dude. Yeah. Four yeah. to zero. That was crazy. Yeah. That was crazy. So, all right. Looks like we got another caller coming in. a phone in. call, man. Who we got? Hello. Can you hear me? Hello. Hey. Yeah. What's going on, man? Who's calling? Oh, uh, this is Billy. Oh, what's going on, Billy? Oh, not much, man. I was just seeing, did you and Anthony clock out for this podcast? Or <laughs> <laughs> and last time I remember, Anthony, when I first started on here, that... <laughs> Buffalo, we don't do no clock out thing around right here. I, I, I haven't clocked out once. I thought we were salary too. I thought we were salary too. I don't even know what a clock out is. I can tell you, I didn't. Well, I'll show you when you get done. <laughs> I can tell you, I didn't clock in though. I should. I should have. I should have clocked in. <laughs> oh, that's oh, funny. Billy, All right, guys. All right. Great job. I appreciate y'all doing this. All right, sure. thanks, Billy. Thanks, sir. Okay. Hey, that's right. one of the best. Hey, to me. That, that that's one of the best uh, sponsors that I've right. had, man. That dude's solid. Just for people, just in case people were wondering, that was the man himself, Billy Waters, the guy behind Buffalo, kind of the man, out. the myth, the legend. Hey, Give us guy. a hard time, and so hey, the guy that's responsible for me being here, open me with you know, welcome me with open arms, man. So. Oh. The guy gave me an opportunity to follow my dream, man. Hey, me too. I wouldn't be here without I, him. I mean, I moved all the way to Texas for him. Like, yeah. I I believed in him as soon as I met him. Hey, he set himself up. He doesn't want to <laughs> All right. All right, here's another question. We got a question from Jaden Porter. Do you pay attention to PPR? Was wondering. I know some people play a dirty game rather than hole for hole. I got a great answer for that one. All right, go for it. Right. Hey, you know what PPR is? PPR is a, a comforting place more, to go a moral to, victory hey yeah moral That's victory I see ppr hey, moral victory. hey a moral victory to go once you've lost because you can go over there and you can say like i just said i threw a 10 in singles and doubles in ppr that just allows me to just be comfortable in what i did not receive right mm-hmm. so is ppr good honestly i think it's it's bad for the game if you use it as that tool, but it's good to go back and look and see how things went. Uh, but if you use it as a scapegoat, there it's there for it. But it's also something to look at. Like if we've lost a game and you're like, why? I wonder what happened. And you go back and realize, oh, I just threw 11, but my partner threw 7.5. Like, because sometimes you, if you're going to wins and losses, you just look at wins and losses. But if you go back and look to what happened, you can screenshot, be like, what happened here yeah and yeah. it gives you some like clarity on like okay now i see what happened in that game so <laughs> i don't care about ppr i'd rather win but i will go back and look at it if i need it to you know come for me right <coughs> kimberly i agree aj is the goat south texas cornhole region aj was the best pick by yard by aj was the best pick of the year by buffalo boards i agree I mean, and I'm not just trying to toot this man's horn. Other than a player, I mean, this guy brings a lot to the Buffalo family just by his experience, just the type of man he is. And, 
I mean, if it's not cornhole, I'm pretty sure. I mean, there's not nothing that he won't do for myself, Anthony, and anybody else out there. I mean, if it's advice on cornhole or if it's light, know, just, just shirt off his back. I'm pretty sure this there's not nothing this guy won't do. So, South Dallas, you're right. He was one of the best picks by Buffalo so far. I appreciate that, uh, them saying that. But like I said, hey, Buffalo was a great landing spot for me um, as well, and they do a lot for me. Alberti Barr asks, what's the best carpet bag that you like? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give that to both of y'all because they know me and Anthony are no carpet throwers. So. <laughs> Go ahead, Wes. Wes, I'll let you take that one off. I'll, I'll touch back. Man. It's probably the fallout just because it's so versatile and it's so whole friendly. Like, I love my conflicts, and on fast boards, the conflicts do it a, a lot, but I can play with the fallout pretty much in any condition. So I just I, I tend to just go back to that bag because it's been good to me. AJ, that's the same. I mean, like, I, I, conflict is great. Like, it is a great bag, and there's a time for everything. If the boards are really, really, really fast. Yeah, I'm gonna grab the conflicts. But if it's like just regular standard condition, again, what I said earlier, fallouts, cut, fall in, everything. They should be called the fall ins. Yeah, that's what we call them. Hey, the fall ins. You know. Right. Andrew Clark asks, "What, uh, what's your f- favorite players to watch, and why?" I know, I know we touched that earlier with Jamie Graham and Matt Guy and all the people that we come, but, I mean, if you had to pick a player, what, your, what would be your favorite player? My favorite player to watch actually play, Eric Davis. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. If we're talking about just watching play, Eric Davis and Caleb. Caleb Batson and Eric Davis are my two favorite to watch just because you know – at some point in that game, you will be entertained with something you possibly have never seen. Uh, uh-huh. And it's, you know, so Caleb Batson, Eric Davis, probably Caleb more because I've seen a lot more of him. Mm-hmm. I hear about a lot of what Eric does, and then I see it later. But Caleb Batson, Eric Davis, mm-hmm. those are my two. Does, that I, um, does anybody throw it lower and harder than Eric Davis on some of these shots, man? Like, I don't think so. It's crazy. Nah. It's crazy how hard <laughs> he throws. Drag he three, four throw, back yeah, in, possibly five. Board. Man, just with his throws. And the success rate is so yeah, high on this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like for real. Like a lot of the stuff that he sees, like that he hits, I'll be like. Are you finna board it for a wash? Nah. nah okay. yeah. He's gonna blow it up. He's supposed yeah. to blow he's these five bags off the back while his two fall in. And then have a new shot named after it. And then it'll be a new <laughs> shot call. Oh, yeah. It's a name shot. Tony we'll... Smith is in that group, too. Oh, yeah. I don't want to disrespect Tony Smith. Tony yeah. Smith is in that group as well. Uh, yeah. I love watching Tony play. I mean, the way he can roll and cut and just, I mean, every time we were talking about, even like this past weekend on the broadcast course, I think uh, Weston and I talked earlier, it was like, Dude, I don't know how he was throwing those sticky bags, but, man, him and Noah were chunking those bags on those boards, man. I mean, and the crazy thing is they were still able to do, like you said, the success rate. They were able to do what they want with the bags despite how uh, how sticky the, uh, their bags are. Oh, and Devin. Devin Harbaugh. Oh, I don't want to leave that one out, too, because he's in that group. Yeah. And he's known for hitting the craziest cut-around shots, the crazy push shots. So Devin Harbaugh, too. Got to right. put him on there. There you go. I'm sure, I'm sure I'm leaving Harbaugh. somebody off, but... For sure, Harbaugh, Batson, Davis, and Smith. Tony. That was probably my favorite to watch if I'm just watching. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, another question. Chris Ambers asks, uh, as far as practicing goes, do you guys use skinny boards or airmail boxes, or would you rather just practice on a regular board? 
I mean, I, here at Buffalo, we got the radars and the uh, the airmail boxes. So, I mean, what would you so have? I, the so, roasters? so I pull my radar out every day. I pull it out, and I'll start out with the radar, probably see how many I can get in a row on the radar. And then I'll do that, and then I'll just go regular boards after that. I feel like there's a place for the radar if you're true trying to get your slide game up. You're trying to get your slide game up and your, your radar. And the best thing about it is putting a backup block on a radar, like working on a backup block for a radar. See, people think it's only for sliding in, but it's for backing back up. up it's for there. blocking. It's for air mailing. And then if you could roll on a radar, that's the challenge. Like, you see what I'm saying? Like, to me, so I feel like those, it's, it's necessary yeah. Because then it's like, all right, what am I? Fo- it's focal practicing, mm-hmm. not just practicing. Sometimes you get the boards and you just throw them. Because I feel like I get lazy sometimes yep. on normal boards because yep. then I know where it's going to hit every time. Whereas right. a radar, I'm focused. Right. Yeah. The radar, we bring the radar in because it's like 100 degrees out. We bring it in the house. So I got just enough room from the front door to like the back window. Got a little lane. We throw it in the house. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I use a radar up here more often, but um, so... Yeah. All right. Next question. Uh, I don't. I don't. I don't see that on mine. Hold on. JJ, just read it out. JJ, just read it. JJ, read it. JJ, and I'll say it all off. Uh, all right, repeat that again, Mitt. <laughs> I didn't. Yeah, I didn't. Think what he's getting at. Like, are the mass-produced deadheads the same as, like, say that you would like it, or do you have a tweak on your deadhead? I got it. Personally, Anthony, right? no. All right, all right, all right. guys. Oh, go ahead, Anthony. All right, we got another question right here. All right. So, myth or not, pros throw the bag templates they like just with the company's logos. I've heard guys say that pro bags will be different than the mass-produced deadheads or Area Fifty Ones. Uh, from Corey Dane Scott. Okay, so what I'll say is, in my experience, I find that to be false. Um, every set of bags I've gotten from the company has always been the same, exact same, or everyone I've felt, it's the same template, same bag. There's no, we're making this to com- like comfortable to suit the pro. I've never asked for that either. Mm-hmm. I've walked in, like I said, I walk in Buffalo headquarters and I'll grab a bag off the Set it off the shelf, knowing uh, it wasn't made for me, and it's the same that every other bag feels. So I don't know for every bag company. I don't know if it's like that. There may be someone that you know breaks it down and makes it a certain way for pros. But I throw the bags at this company how they come. Right. So like for me, that's. that's hey Jaime, can you can you tell everybody about your special green bags special that you throw? Bags that you took the deadheads. Oh, those green ones, dude! Man, my favorite bags. <laughs> I love this story, by, by far, the way. <laughs> man, are are like Anthony said, like a return. They're return bags. So a customer, I'm not sure. If, I can't remember. It was like a little thread, or I think something something was wrong. I mean, not other than just the printed, uh, but something I can't remember what it was. But they we, they returned them, and we obviously we replaced them. We replaced them. We set them a new set. I took his old set. I fixed them up, and dude, I threw them. I've been throwing them <laughs> since since that day. That's, they're the one and only deadheads that I take with me. So they're always I always call them the returner bags, man. The returner <laughs> bags, you can't go wrong with them. Right. Love them bags. 
Uh, let me see. That's what's... a good question, though. That is a good That's question. A good question because you never know what you know other people are doing. But I just know that I haven't experienced that. Like, I, and I've never asked for a certain feel. You know, just hey, give yeah. me give me the bag so they come. And that's how I like them, and they've been true every you know every time. All right, Captain Shelby sending out some love to Wes. He said he said y'all y'all need to bring Wes on as a brass ambassador. I don't know any guy who reps the Buffalo harder. Well, hey, Captain, I you're probably man, you're right. That, we agree. That's one of the homies from the east side. <laughs> hey, hey, and that's if that's not like representing for your boy, I don't know what it <laughs> yeah. is. For real, for real. <laughs> hey, you know you get trying to get a job, yeah. and you, hey, you get three references, and they call. Hey, did That's you work it. with Steve? Man, Steve was the best worker I've ever seen. <laughs> hey, what, hey, 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 got, hey, you got your good reverend. Hey, did you text him? Hey, hey look, I need you to shout me right? out. <laughs> hey, but no, that's solid, man. Hey, hey it's true, though. Wes is, Wes is solid, man. And what's his name? I said Steve. What's his name? That's uh, my boy Clifton. 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 Hey, Clifton. Me, man. Clifton. Is that one of the guys you play in the backyard? Uh, every now and then. We play uh, Tuesday, Wednesdays, and Thursdays usually together. We, hey, yeah. we always throwing bags. Though. You got, hey, you got to hook this guy up. Yeah. <laughs> hey, but I mean, what's better than being like a band, brand ambassador? We brought him on the, the first podcast. Hey, I, I mean, I'm just saying, like, you know, that's... can't make clutch with that. I'm just saying, like, that's huge right there. There's no going back. Yeah. So read George Banda. Hey, what's up, George? He's a guy, man, that's one of my buddies that I taught how to play baseball. I taught him everything he knows. <laughs> um, What'd George say? Uh, he ain't said nothing, but I'm pretty sure he's going to respond. Here's another good question. Brian, uh, Brian Wells asked, will Buffalo be doing a workshop for the kids learning the game? If so, when? Brian, that's something that, I mean, here we've talked about. I mean, and now that we have uh, AJ on board, I'm sure he'll be helping out with us. Um, we've done a women's clinic, and, I mean, AJ was here. I mean, I think that was a, tr- a tremendous oh, that was, success. That women's clinic was, a, was super successful. I mean, I still have uh, females that joined that came to the came to that clinic tell me now that i see them at from different states man we have people from like connecticut that came down and uh every other state so brian i mean yeah the women's clinic was a successful thing that we did and the kids uh thing is something that we've talked about in the past um so i'm pretty sure we'll be doing it in the future so be on the lookout for that there's no better feeling than like a a woman or a kid or player that you've helped throw change their throw and then they podium off the throw you've helped them change like so, it it works. Like I've seen a couple podiums from the women that have came to our clinic, yeah, and they're I, and they're I, using their new yeah. throw, you know. So yeah. I think that's dope. I throw with one regularly, and she's killing it. I mean, she which one's that? Clinic. Who's that? Po- Polly, what's up, Polly? Polly. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Polly, yeah, yeah. Polly, she was Polly here. is yeah. killing yeah. it lately, man. Yeah. Man, it's funny you say that. I think uh, I forgot where were we at, man. I think I went to what uh, we we're at some at some regional, and one of the guys bought us a drink. Because he bought me a drink because he said at the clinic that we made his wife a better cornhole player and improved his throw so much that that was the least that he can do. Oh wow, us, man! Oh wow! I don't remember the name. If you're listening and you remember that story, man. I mean, I still get messages. Yeah, yeah, I still get messages. Me know, you know, uh, they got Roman. I mean, Roman hits me up all the time, just about. And he was here for his wife, but of course, I pulled him to the side and you know I started working with him a little bit, yeah, kind of telling him. Too, yeah, yeah, he's a solid dude, man. So. I think that clinic work. I think the kids, a kids clinic. I think, I think that's a awesome. good idea. Yeah, there'll be so many kids that we can invite to come show us. They can show more <laughs> stuff. Matter of fact, they can show. show us. <laughs> hey, nowadays they're gonna be <laughs> teaching us. Yeah. yeah. Hey, we'll be over here giving <laughs> lessons. So, so you're doing it like this, huh? Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Oh, we'll be over here practicing what they're doing. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, quick. Uh, 
Mr. Claywater's nice camo work, JJ. Mr. Cash. <laughs> uh, Christopher, where's the off-board merch? Man, it's in the works. It's in the works. Believe me. Believe me when I say it. It's in the works. Um, JJ got to be taking notes right now. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Give Cash. us a... <laughs> so, you know what? Chat and I'll let y'all decide and just help us out. Just in the background, what would y'all like to see? I mean, what's something? Give us some ideas. We thought about doing the off-the-board logo. We thought about doing a black splash, a backsplash, excuse me, of me, AJ, and just everything happens here at the Buffalo shop. What's in, give us some good ideas of what y'all want to see in the background uh, while, we, while, we do, while we do future uh, episodes on this podcast. Um, now they're going off. Definitely, Travis, you're right. We need to do a kid's workshop. It'll happen. Believe me. Pablo agreed with you on the y'all should change the fallouts to the fall in. Those bags of fire. So is that Pablo? That's yeah, hey. Pablo Pena, man. Yeah, he that's my boy. You. That's my boy. <laughs> hey, hey, he throws the fallouts religiously too. Yeah. All right, James Martin Sledge asked, "Can you throw a right-handed, AJ?" I cannot. James, hey, James is one of the one of the two people I know that switch hands have gotten better. Like he was, <laughs> he threw, he threw left-handed for the longest. And then, like, just realized maybe he was right-handed the whole time. That's crazy. I can't, but no, nah, hey, he, he could throw even-handed, which is solid. I can't, I can't hit the can't board with my left hand. Man. Hey, can't you can't tell the, the difference. Like, he could throw a great bag left-handed and right-handed. Like, it's, I guarantee if we did an opposite-handed tournament, he would probably wash everybody. I mean, can you imagine, though, breaking that out in the tournament? Like, you know, oh, you're, you're throwing on-board right-handed, you're throwing off left-handed just for, like, one shot yeah. with a little extra room. Like, I'm not going to lie. That's the worst, though. When you, like, place the perfect block, but then you remember the guy you're throwing against is left-handed, oh, and you're I like, hate Dude. That. "Yeah, you got to block yourself." Yeah, to block I just it gave left you a nice man. bumper. You're hey, welcome. I get that. I get that. <laughs> I get that, I get that, that a, a lot. Yeah. Is that illegal? What? Can you switch hands during the middle of the game? There's no rule There's that no says rule you that? have to throw it a certain. Never, never, you just have to throw. You just have to throw on the same side of the board. Yeah. Okay. That's the yeah. rule. The rule isn't the hand. Let me ask you this, AJ. I mean, like I said, you're more. Is there a rule? And and I'm only asking because Billy Water himself is always asking. Can you? Does the bag have to be underhand? Can you throw overhand to the board? Yeah. Yeah. So it doesn't have to be underhand. It ain't going to work. I was always under the impression that it has to be underhand. Right, it's not, not going to work. I was wrong. Sorry, Billy. You could throw it overhand, but it's not going to work. <laughs> 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 That's why he's the boss. Hey, do you have some? Awesome. It's going to hit you. Okay. I actually caught that. You know what? Wes. Oh yeah, you just, you just broke in some bags last night, oh, didn't yeah. you? Polly Avila, here's your answer. Sorry, I was getting to your question. So, the bag butter, it comes in clutch. Brand new bags. I mean, some of them come in stiff, feeling like books. One application with this, and it feels like a bag that you've thrown with for weeks. I mean, for the people that don't know, give us a, a quick, quick process of how how you work, how, how you do break in your bags. So, Why'd you break in your fallout X's? Let's go that. So with the butter. Uh, I was just get it wet, massage it in, you know, really want to work those corners and stuff. And then I let it sit in the warm water for 45 minutes. Then I'll drain that out. I'll hand wash with Dawn, wring it out, and then tumble dry, air dry, on air dry until um, they're ready. And then they come out of there like they're, they're whole friendly. Still need some breaking in for like the fill, but the bag, I mean, it's night and day. And right. it doesn't give you like a conditioned bag feel. Like sometimes you can just, I can pick up a bag and tell if it's been used like conditioner on it. 
this makes it feel like the bag should feel, but it just quickens the process, just relaxes it is like what I like to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I I agree. I mean, there's some people that will come ask us, and I mean, I pretty much say the same thing you said, and I just tell them is, I mean, wash them one time. If you want them more broken in, I mean, just throw them in the washer again. Yeah, and this doesn't overdo it either. Like, yeah, this no. isn't going to get you to a place where you're like, oh, man, there's it's like too film. floppy. There's no, there's no film on it. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes nah. we use, like, downy. You're going to feel that. Yeah, it's going to get all slippery. It, especially in the slippery. carpet. Especially if, if your hands start sweating, yeah. you can feel down whatever's soaked in that bag. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so bag butter doesn't do that. Oh, yeah, really, this bottle, I mean, you could get seven, eight sets of bags out of this bottle. I mean, that's how good this stuff is. So. Yeah. It doesn't look like it, right? No, yeah. not at all. <laughs> I've used some other bottles this size of other products, like yeah. three ba- three sets. Right. No, nah, this one, I'm like, you know, I'm getting the last drops out of it, but, you know, eight sets of bags, I would say. You know, no, there you go, guys. You heard, it, you heard it from Wes himself. I mean, like says, bag buddy, can't go wrong. If you want a bag that's going to help you slide in the hole and be hole friendly, you got to put that bag hey, butter on it. To all my friends, y'all need to start buying a bottle for each set of bags I do because, I mean, I'm not just going to keep supplying <laughs> the butter. You keep dropping new sets of bags off to my house. Like, you know. You need to get you a gallon. Yeah. A dispenser. I'm like, I'm getting strong forearms. From strong forearms. Bag, all that bag massage massage. Massage. We need like a bag butter subscription program where we just like every month we'll just send you another bottle. Any more questions? Yeah, here's your curious uh like i said i'm curious about it and I'm, uh, clifton like i said wes is a uh, number one fan over here he put wherever thought and you think future episodes will be like mic'd up in the nfl talk about what's going through your mind each shot while you're playing you ever thought about being mic'd up while you play cornhole so you are mic'd up on espn normally uh-huh. and that's just for like reactions so everybody's mic'd up once you actually get to espn um, and that's to kind of catch sound bites for like if something crazy does happen. Right. Uh, I don't. I don't know if it's something I would want for like normal games, because I'm sure like when you miss a shot, you don't want everybody to know what you just. Yeah. <laughs> what you just said. Or, yeah, yeah. But I mean, it, so so eventually when the sport grows, I'd welcome it, I guess. But yeah, it, on the, it already happens on ESPN where you're mic'd up, so you can hear stuff. John Walling said Buffalo bags are the best bag in the best conference. Hands down, looking forward to seeing you at Worlds. Sean, that? I, Sean Walling or Whaling, maybe okay, I'm pronouncing okay. that correctly. Solid. Sean, appreciate, appreciate the it. love. And he's right. He's, he, uh, there was no lies detected in that. Yeah, Christopher, we'll be, AJ, myself, and Anthony, will be at the Corpus Christi Southwest Conference. Yep. What's you going to that one? Man, I was supposed to go, but we have a buddy of mine is getting married, so it kind of takes priority. Like, uh, bring him, bring him to the on. event. Bring him to the uh, event. Wow. Yeah, oh, hey, cue the violin. Uh, yeah. uh, come on. <laughs> That'd be all right. Cornhole. Next year, AC. Cornhole first. Over everything. So nah, man. Nah, hey, nah, nah, you're doing the right thing, nah, man. Yeah, you're doing the right thing. There's yeah. always an opportunity Cornhole for Cornhole. Be there. Yeah. Friends ain't always going to be there, man. You said a buddy of yours is getting married? Well, it's just the festivities. Does he, does he throw buffalo? Clifton. Oh, Clifton's Clifton. getting married. Clifton, come on, man. How you Clifton, know? why would you get married on a conference? Some love and some support, and you're gonna get married on a cornhole, bro. Hey, do you mind if he doesn't make it to your wedding? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Next mad, caller, Clifton. Okay, Clifton. How mad would you really be at West if he just told you, "Hey, bro, I gotta go to cornhole hey, tournament"? Honestly, he would understand. I believe. Hey, if you want him to be an ambassador, then just <laughs> give him, <laughs> give, give him permission. Give him the pass. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. 
That's why. That's why you're going to the wedding because he's been like buttering you up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> All right. All right. Any more questions? Uh, going through, going through, and seeing. Chantel mentioned. Chantel mentioned. Thirty-five of the fifty women joined the league after our clinic, bro. Chantel, I appreciate you had a big part in that. So yes. Like I said, don't want to go without saying. I mean, she brought. I may be wrong, but she brought at least maybe what 25, 30 oh, females yeah. to that clinic just herself. I mean, Solid. she brought everybody that she and knew. Really, to that hats clinic. off to you guys for like growing the game. That's amazing. Like that. It's just yep. it's great to see that. I think we should do that again. Of that many people. Yep. Oh yeah, I mean, and that's one thing that I mean, going into the game myself and like uh, Ro when we first started it, we wanted to just our first thing was bring Houston to the map, and like we touched earlier, Houston's on the map. I mean, just I'm not being biased. I think Houston's on the map. I mean, we put – I always give hard time, like this past weekend with Ernest. They're from the Dallas area. Yep. They're uh, giving them a hard time. Uh, um, I was like, dude, you give me your 10, your 10 guys best in Dallas, I'll give you our 10 best down here in Houston, you wouldn't have a chance, man. You wouldn't have a chance. Ooh. Ooh. That sounds like a battle. Oh, wait, hey, wait, wait, I think wait, we got hey, to do this. That's, that's time out, time out. <laughs> hey, I, hey, we can't pass that one because you want to know where that original conversation came from? Trey Davis started that conversation and he tried to do that with College Station. Oh, okay. You remember when that yeah, happened? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was like, it, it was wasn't so even many close. dividing lines. Man. It wasn't even close. But yeah. all right, so now since you since you brought that up, because you can't talk about that on this this podcast this <laughs> without saying you're ten people. Well, it was it's just the 10 people. It was just... I've Give me 10. Oh. You, Josh. Oh, wait. It was, it was anybody. It was oh, anybody. you're adding College yeah. Station? Okay, gotcha. It was everybody. Oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, that's it. It was just all fun. I thought you just no meant Houston. Houston. Yeah. I okay, guys. No Houston. disrespect yeah, yeah. to all my uh, oh, yeah, people sorry. I know from Dallas. I respect yeah. y'all. No chance. Love y'all. No chance. I mean, we love playing against <laughs> y'all. I love y'all, was, too, but no chance. It was just like a little friendly... Friendly little competition that we were having. I didn't know you were putting no, us in there, and that's what I told him because I was like, "All right, you're not gonna have no restrictions. If we're gonna do this hypothetically, if we would do that, we're gonna do no rules. Everybody that you take has to be from the Dallas area, and I take everybody from our Houston area, surround Houston area, and, and yeah, I named I named all of y'all. It was you, and I. I don't. I'm not gonna say who Ernest picked. I don't remember, but my team was. I put you, Josh, Eddie, KB. Uh, it's over me, already. I put me, yep. Raul, uh, Justin Burton. I put Justin and Logan. I even put, and then I can't remember the two up and coming. I put, I mean, I think it was Gavin and. I was number 10. Just, <laughs> it's okay. We'll leave it at that. I can't remember who the two We know that was the two, but. Yeah. So I just told him, I was like, look, that's just a 10. That's not everybody there. That's just a 10 that just topped my head that like, was good double partners, was good as doubles partners. And I was like, dude, you who wouldn't would have he, a chance. Who would he pick? I, I can't remember. So I mean, got, obviously, mad so respect got, to BG. So you got Daniel Ernest. Church. I know it's going to be Ernest, Ernest, Sammy Soto, yeah, Luke. Grant, Luke, BG. BG. And see, there was a couple people that he named that I didn't know that I don't remember. I mean, I don't, I'm not real big on everybody Johnny Govea. I know there's a bunch of old G's in Dallas area that can play that play TCO and all that, but I just I didn't know their name. So I after don't this podcast, their I got to call them because I want to know who his team is. <laughs> hey, because I'm just saying, as a fan, I mean, we, we need to see this. I thought you were talking about Houston only. Nah, I'm just saying everybody that we know. I was just saying everybody that I know from down in our area and, he, and the people that he know from his area. I understand college station <laughs> right. issues. That's why. <laughs> so, hey, 
Okay. Hey, that's, well, no, I, that's, that's, why. Saying, that's why I was saying it was just our friendly thing. I was people that I know down here and that live in our area that live in his area up in the Dallas area. So I got, like hour, hour, it's hour and thirty minutes. Hour and a half uh, of conversation. So, <laughs> so, so, so college station's an hour and a half away. Hour, yeah. thir- okay. Yeah, yeah. The people that people that we grew up grew started playing with. <laughs> okay, all right. So, okay, now I see what you're saying. But I thought you were saying no originally no. that Houston versus Dallas, no. and we were just in the middle, just like. Watching you guys are y'all, just watching. Watching y'all both <laughs> no. fight for a second. <laughs> like, we were just watching y'all both battle it out for no. second place. No. Okay. One, it seems right. like you're now, who would win? Dallas, Houston, or College Station? Man, nothing personal. Is that even a question? <laughs> no. I love you, Jaime, but there's no chance that Dallas or so Houston how, how far away do you leave is even messing with our small area of College Station. Mm-hmm. I, I I can't I can't disagree with I you. Mean, it's, I it's, mean, we, we'll give you a fight. I'll give you that. No, but y'all y'all will. But unfortunately, we'll like fight. when you have Eddie, who's one of the best players in the world, Caleb, one of the best players in the world, Josh, one of the best players in the world, then you have me. I'm pretty decent. So <laughs> on that team, and like our resumes are kind of impeccable in comparison. You know, Jaime and Raul, solid unit. Justin Burton, solid unit. But after that. Everyone else is kind of a toss up. They're 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 fairly new. They got the talent, but they don't have the the resume. But you got to add Deb to ours too. Like oh yeah yeah yeah. You know. I said there's a I bunch mean, of players yeah, in College yeah. Station that I don't know about, and like I said like you said there's a bunch of players right. in Houston that I mean not everybody knows yeah. about. But if you combine College Station and Houston, then yeah, sorry they don't have a chance. <laughs> <laughs> we got any more questions right, on that? I'm gonna go through the questions. See we'll see we got. Casey Ryan asks, what's the most bag sold at Buffalo? And Casey, your guess is right, the deadhead. deadhead. By far, man. By far, the deadhead just blew up whenever we first uh, we first put it out there. The design that uh, Billy and JD and JJ all came up and made. And, I mean, that bag just... Oh, okay. Well, it's going right. to be interesting to see what happens in August, though, because we have an incredible lineup of bags coming. And... Uh, yeah, we'll oh. just see. Oh yeah, we'll <laughs> just see what that. happens. Yeah. Uh, Christopher, appreciate the support. He put great show, fellas. I'm hooked. Just looked up and two hours have passed. Man, oh. <laughs> no wonder. Hey, and y'all still? No wonder we fired. Hey, y'all still have a Hey, don't. Re- he went to the back <laughs> when he called. He clocked y'all out. Yeah, <laughs> uh, trying to go through these questions. Uh, Kids Clean. Yeah, Jason, yeah. yeah, Kids Clean will be amazing. Be on the lookout. Something we're going to do. Mm, I'm not seeing anything as of right now. JJ, you see anything that I'm not seeing as far as questions? We're still available for calls. If anybody wants to call in before the show ends, uh, the number should be on the screen. Yeah, the number's on the screen. So, hey, feel free to call us. And just, I mean, say hi. Say anything. Just... Give us a shout. Come in. Give us a hard time. Tell us what. <laughs> Tell us that College Station is not Houston. <laughs> well, <Okay>. same thing. <laughs> College Station do have a lot of. It's concentrated how many like big name players are there in a small area, though, yeah. compared to like Houston, which is massive. And the weird thing is, none of us are from College Station. Y'all kind of ended up. That's just our area. Huh? We're oh. in like small Eddie's in Lexington. Yeah, 
which is actually closer to us than College Station. Me and Josh are both in Caldwell. Like, and we're like 15 minutes apart. Me, Josh, and Eddie. So it's like, we're actually in like really podunk, small, 3,000 people. Oh, wow. Like, towns. Not We're not from College we no. just happened to College Station is the biggest city. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Like I've heard it. you say before, like just having those people that you throw with in that small area has really elevated your game. Oh, absolutely. So, like, that just shows the importance of practicing and playing against people of like higher skill levels. Yeah, and it's the same thing up. you said though. Like we flipping a coin. We want to like last night we went to Josh's house. Josh is building a new house, and it's we threw in his house last night. Like and isn't like renovated like it ain't even fully but we're going at each other's heads you know all right all right who we got all right hello can you hear me hello hello yo 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 i'm calling it can you hear me yeah i can hear you who's who's calling this is clifton i'm just letting y'all know if west needs to go to that uh he needs to go to that <laughs> tournament. You know, he can he can skip out on that wedding. He can skip out. Oh man, that's he real love out. right that there. Is, that's, that's your boy. That's your boy. Sure. Love right I there. Man. That's your boy. Matter of fact, you gotta go now. <laughs> yeah, you gotta go, man. Hey, we, <laughs> you gotta go. Yeah, man. I, I heard y'all talking about that. He didn't even tell me nothing about that. All I know is we're having a tournament at the wedding. That's how we roll. That's awesome. See, that's real cornhole right there, man. I don't know, man. Hey, I, right, let me ask you, Clifton. Let me ask you, man. My what'd wife you, would What did your fiance, future wife, think about that? Oh, she she plays with us every tournament we uh, we get in. So she's uh, still working on her skills, trying to get things together. But she's been on the podium quite a few times. And uh, what so bag she throwing? She throws the deadheads. That's her babies. Deadheads. This is gonna be this is gonna be a really good wedding. You yeah. know what? You got groomings against bridesmaids or what? What's going on? What kind of tournament are we looking at? I don't know. Y'all y'all should come down and be in Matagorda <laughs> at this private place. It's all weekend long. On top of that, so uh, you know, a thing I wanted to say about cornhole in general. So <clears throat> Wes knows I'm a big time golfer. I grew up playing all every sport that you can play, and go and play golf every weekend sometimes two or three times a weekend, my wife, so when my fiance says, hey, let's find something to do we can do together. Right. That's where I, that's where I met Wes. So I think for couples that play together, they stay together. Not that's so cheesy, but true. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> it was a good outlet for, for me and her to do things and spend time together. Now we drive 45 minutes, an hour to go play cornhole at different places. We branch out, and uh, that's just something I wanted to bring up for y'all guys to talk about. I know we appreciate that, Kevin. How long? How long have y'all been playing cornhole? About a year. About a year. Maybe a little bit longer. I'm not sure, honestly. I know we started off with showing up at uh, the golf clubhouse there in our neighborhood, and uh, then it's just it's, it's ballooned into something else. Kind of got on the Buffalo train. Uh, once the deadhead came out, she bought them used off a guy, and she's had those bags since we started. And she's bought plenty of different bags since then. She always falls back to the old green ones, and they wore out. She she wants some summertime ones, so I think I'm gonna pick her up some. I'm gonna get them while I'm here, bro. 
All right, there you go. Hey, we got a wedding. We got a wedding gift in the works, man. Hey, here we yeah. go. There we go. That, that, that's my boy, the brand ambassador for Buffalo. That's my boy. <laughs> hey, look at him. Hey. <laughs> Hell of a show, boys. Uh, y'all take it easy. I right, appreciate right, it, man. Thanks, Thanks for calling me. Hey, bro. congratulations, Congrats. man. Appreciate y'all. Hey, what if you got a good friend there, bro? That's yeah, you got awesome, a good friend. Man. He's solid. All right, All right, man. So, hey, so. Uh, yeah, so we got a show. Hey, next week, same time, same place. Uh, be sure, hey, if you got any questions right now, go ahead and, you know, you can get them in and we can address them in the beginning of the show next week. Uh, we're going to have calls again uh, available every week. Hey, we want to thank, you know, Anthony. Jaime and Wes, you know, put on a good show. Uh, I enjoyed it, guys. Looking forward to next week. awesome. Uh, right. Thank you guys for having me here. I'm yeah, thank you for coming, Wes. Hey, we appreciate what you do for Buffalo, man, because you, you are one of the true, you know, ambassadors and one of the, per, you know, committed, you know, uh, folks out there that, that spread the word. So, man, we appreciate it. Yep. Thank you very much for everything, Wes. Buffalo Nation, thanks for tuning in, and uh, we'll see you all next week. Hey, shout out to JJ behind the scenes doing his thing. Woo-hoo.